Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, good morning. It's Joe O'Shea standing in for PJ Coogan this morning. And it's been a hell of a 48 hours for Cork, for the city and for the county. We've seen probably the worst flooding in living memory across the county. We've seen places that had never seen or rarely seen flooding before. I suppose what we're talking about is a, it's a major weather event, extreme weather event. And there's a cleanup operation going on across Cork this morning. Lots of homes and businesses uh, dealing with the aftermaths of the floods. And we'll be covering that all morning here. We'll be talking to people who are affected. We're talking to the people, we will be talking to the people who are in the middle of it, and we're going to start with uh, a very in a very appropriate place because we all saw the frontline responders, the emergency workers yesterday, and my God, did they do an incredible job! Because without the fire service, the fire brigade, without the defence forces, without all of the fr- the frontline responders, things would have been a hell of a lot worse. Mark Sinclair is the station officer in Middleton Fire Station. Good morning, Mark. Uh, good morning. How are things? Good, Mark. Can you tell us? We, we can talk about tomorrow in in a second. But where are we are at the where are we at at the moment? I'm sure you're having a very busy morning again. Yeah, we're we're out in the the, the main middle the Whitegate Road at the moment, trying to, to pump it and leave the, the trucks in and out of the air refinery. Right. To, okay. To keep um to, to keep the, <laughs> keep the fuel into the country, as the man says. Um. Yeah, we're after a busy morning. Numerous calls to houses. Um. The, the amount of calls yesterday was just absolutely frightening. Um, look, I, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank everyone that, that helped us, or our colleagues in Cove, Yall, Fumoy, Mitchellstown, Carrigaline, um, our colleagues in Cork City. Oh my God, uh, the Army, the Civil Defence, uh, the Gardaí, the Coast Guard, everybody was out to help. Yeah. It was just uh, an unbelievable response to something that um, came on us. So, so fast. Yeah. At what stage yesterday did you realize, oh my God, this is going to be one hell of a day? Uh, <laughs> I, I, was, um, I was actually away yesterday morning myself, so I didn't arrive back in town until about maybe one fifteen. Right. Um, and when I got a phone call from somebody in the middle of the hospital to say that they needed help, that the water was coming in. So um, I rang my crew and um, they responded straight away. To, to help evacuate the, 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 the patients in the hospital up to the, the back the back of the hospital up to higher ground um, and when I arrived in scene I, I rang fire control and I just said I need um, boats from the civil defence in Cork City down here as quickly as possible they had a floatable dig- uh, diggies and um, again the response we got from boats the civil defence the Coast Guard and Cork City uh, fire brigade was absolutely 
a great help. And, and with Middleton Hospital, that, that must have been, uh, to get that as a first call, that's very, very serious. Are you thinking we're, we're, we're going to be, there's going to be non-stop today? Well, I suppose I, I go back to the flooding year in 2014. Um, the Middleton Hospital is built on caves and um, the, the, it, it, it nearly flooded back then, but we, um, we were able to get the, the water out, but all the electrics are in the basement. Right. Um, no, the last time we stopped the water getting from them, but I had to get onto the ESP straight away to kill. I, I actually asked them just to kill the power everywhere in the town for a few hours God. until we, because we were walking through water where of was, course, yeah, everything was stopping. So now fair play to the ESP as well. They, they they were still out last night when we were trying to go home. It happens one to get a, bit, a few hours sleep. Again, they were atrocious to the walk they did. Yeah. Um, and they got the power back on most of the town last night before. I suppose to go people's freezers because a, a lot of the, the houses in the town wouldn't have been affected that were in higher ground but they were affected them when we had the power turned off you know so it, it was kind of a constant knock on effect but everybody just sympathy everybody had for um for everyone that that, that was caught in the floods yeah, we the, were the, s- one, sorry. the one thing I want to say on air here um, uh, people have to be very very careful walking through flooded waters because manholes lift up and you can't see them and among the people that were walking through the waters, and we were trying to stop them, but yeah. people were falling and nearly drowning in the water, putting, putting the emergency services life at risk in trying to save them. Do you know, it was just, like, people have to, it was just, well, words I, were, you know, most people were trying to help, but some people were trying to just get home. Yeah. And... That's that's a very good point because I suppose like in Middleton it's been a, it's been a long long time I suppose you're saying 2014 since we've seen flooding like that people don't oh, really that, know about it and you see people in 20, the flooding in 2014 was nowhere nowhere near as bad as flooding yesterday right this yeah. was uh, twenty times worse than the the flooding that was um, back in 2014 yeah. and do you a lot of your guys are they reta- retained fire officers. Yeah, yes, we're all retained. All of Cork County Fire Brigade are retained. Right, all um, right. Everyone, yeah. Because yeah. I know, like, so they have they have day jobs, so to speak. So they have to they have to drop everything. And I suppose they have kids in school. They've you know, they've yeah. they've, they've their own lives and their own houses, and they have to forget that and run and help two, basically. Two two of the firefighters of my crew, their house flooded yesterday. Oh God! Right. You know, so they, like they 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 left their own property that was in trouble to go and save. Other people. No, we didn't do any pumping of water yesterday because there was nowhere to pump the water. Yeah. And at no stage did we pump water. We we were just saving people. And you know, like my crew were telling me there that they, we got a call to a woman in the house and she was so old she couldn't get up the stairs herself and there was nearly God. four or five foot of water in the house. So they, they they got in and they got her upstairs. Yeah. And I think it was maybe about four hours later that we actually got her out of the house. But we couldn't even take her out of the house because it was too dangerous. To, only from my lads being able to, to, they were practically swimming to her front door God. To, to get in, to get her safety, you know. They, <laughs> The work they done was just atrocious. Yeah. atrocious. Well, you know, it's inc- it's incredible because your crew were doing that. There was crews l- literally all over the county doing it, especially yeah. in East Cork, which got absolutely battered. But also, we had Mitchellstown, Fromoy, Carrigaline, Cove, and Yall, and as I say, a crew from Cork City. Yeah. Um, with us yesterday, and I know they had their own problems and their own calls to deal with. Yeah. But they they came and gave up their days to help us here as well, you know, which was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. And I'd like to take this opportunity to thank them. You know, it was just. It, it was great, and, and like they couldn't have done enough for us. 
which was absolutely fantastic. I think the whole city and the whole county would like to do that. I think, you know, if we can do that here, if we can say to everybody who responded yesterday, because as you were saying, yeah. you had two guys whose own houses were flooding. And that's yeah. the mark of dedication. That's the mark of service when you, you run from your own troubles and you help other people because they, yeah. they're more in need. So, Mark, listen, um, today I know you're going to be very busy and I'm going to leave you going now because I know you're, you, you're right in the middle of it. Is that, is that road open in, in, uh, by White Gate? Um, we, we have one lane open at the moment. We are doing stop and go. Um, if, they, if we just ask the traffic to, to, when they are actually going through it, because we've got horses across the road trying to pump the water into yeah. the field at the other side just to, to keep it nice and slow, which they are doing. So the road is open, but it's on a stop and go basis. Okay. Um, and uh, I, so I think so well, I suppose I'd say in another half an hour or so, hopefully we'll have the second lane open. Okay. And I suppose for you guys, the main thing that you need today from the public is cooperation. You need people to listen to you and do what, do what you ask and them look, to do. And... and, and uh, people they can't give us enough cooperation they, you know there's members of the public coming up asking us and then getting messages on my phone that if, if, if we need help that they'll come in and help you know yeah. which is absolutely fantastic okay. um, even the, the the restaurants everything in the town had no power yesterday and there's a restaurant there on the main street um, there was a, a car stopped smoking out his back and then uh, Selena's restaurant and he, he went to the trouble of making sandwiches and stuff and he was raiding his fridge to try and feed us and Frank's chipper and carry tool um, kindly fed us as well none of the chippers in the middle were open you know so it looked a big big shout out to them as well for for, um, for helping us and I know every restaurant in the town would have but, um, if they could have they couldn't you know yeah. and like I just want to take this opportunity to thank them there as well so Frank's Chipper and Carry Tools if anybody's Frank's passed through Carrying Tools yeah. for the next few yeah. days stop and, in and there and give them a bit of, bit of business and, and Selena's restaurant there in Middleton as well okay. fair to me he couldn't do enough with very little <laughs> right. uh, a big shout out to them okay. so I'll leave you go if you got thanks my, Mark my, you're my busy yeah. stay so safe thanks. talk to you bye bye thank bye. you well, that's Mark Sinclair, he's a station officer in Middleton Fire Station, and you were hearing an incredible story there, you know, from what they had to go through yesterday and who they looked at, who looked after, and two of his officers, their, own, his, their houses flooded, and they still left their own houses and went and helped people, so that's amazing. Now, we're going to stay in Middleton, because next we're going to talk to Rodri Mears, and he's the principal at Middleton Educate Together National School, and they had, like, a few schools in the area and a few schools in East Cork yesterday. They had a very, very difficult event eventful day yesterday, parents and students, uh, the electricity, but well, let's, <laughs> Rodri, tell us your story, what happened to you yesterday? Good morning, um, well yes, as, as we all know at this stage, it was um, an extremely eventful day, um, obviously we, we knew there was rain Tuesday, Tuesday night, yesterday, heavy, heavy rain, um, went to school as normal, amber warning, uh, orange warning, um, and I suppose the, the first glimmer of, of possibly there was something amiss was a couple of parents just contacting us. They couldn't get to school yesterday morning because a, a housing estate, a local housing estate, um, I suppose when there's high tide and water, it, it, it's very treacherous to get out of that housing estate. So we kind of knew, well, yeah, possibly something. We were aware that the Owenakura River in Middleton was close to bursting its banks late morning um the school itself is is thankfully high um high up um but we were getting phone calls from parents that they were coming to collect their children because their journeys themselves they'd be able to get to the school to collect the children they weren't sure if they'd make it back and i suppose our catchment area is east cork 
So we have we have families from Cove down to Whitegate, down nearly as close to Yall, and then, then the northern hinterlands of, of Middleton. Um, so we kind of knew, okay, that's fine. So we decided that we would inform families that, look, if, if the local road conditions and weather conditions allow, um, you can come and collect your child. So right. we hadn't made a decision that stage to close because we said every, I suppose it's so localised, we, we couldn't tell what was safe and what was not. So we, we, we gave that option to parents. Parents started to come. At, at close, just after midday, um, half past one, uh, between that time, all the houses opposite the school, which was a good few metres beneath the school grounds land, um, they started to flood. Right. Um, water was coming in through Owenakura River, through the housing, into the housing estates opposite us. And... Um, it felt like within a few minutes, the road outside the school was nearly a river. Um, so we we had made a decision to, to close the school um, early enough in the afternoon, around one, and um, the children w- were going to be safe. You know, we, we had all the children safe and well, but access to the school was the problem um, because any of the roads... North of the school were country roads, a lot of them impassable, um, and then the main junction um, uh, that you'd need to go through to get up to the school was underwater, um, and there was water up to bonnets of cars at that stage, so it was impassable. So we had parents actually wading through water. Now, I heard Mark before, you know, the parents were putting themselves at risk yeah. to get up to the school to collect their children, and a lot of them were being piggybacked and carried back through the water to the drier area of, of wherever they had to, were able to leave the car and so on. So it was um, it was tricky. I suppose the, the main priority for us as a school was to ensure all the pupils were safe and well, that the staff were safe and well, because a lot of our staff, even though we have some living in um, East Cork, they still had to travel through treacherous conditions to try and get home at some stage. We also had staff living in Cork City and beyond. So staff as always um if their role was to make sure all the children were happy were well were safe um the last few children left us just as the power went um around five o'clock around five o'clock um so we were aware that parts of the town had no power where we still had power which we were fortunate because we could offer the children I would say, as normalised of a setting as it was within the circumstances. Um, and obviously then as soon as the power went, everything else goes. Therefore, it becomes a different scenario. But at that stage, most of the children had left because there was no school transportation available. Yeah. Um, we have um, special classes for autism in our, in our school. Um, those taxis couldn't function, couldn't run. So, you know, we, we, we put parents, um, I suppose, reassured parents that they were safe. And I think a lot of it was hopeful that children could be collected either through friends or the family or some families took multiple children. Right. Um, so in the end, 
thankfully we were able to get everybody home. Thankfully, one of our parents has a tractor and a trailer, and he was an absolute superstar. Was able to get staff down through areas of the flooding uh, to dry land, where they were able to organise um, transportation from the other side, so people coming in from the city to collect them and so on. So, you know what? I, th- I think I think we were just a very very small snippet of what happened yes. yesterday. We we uh, we saw houses opposite us absolutely destroyed businesses in town absolutely destroyed um you know we are part of the community and uh, to see your own community oh just being nearly wiped away yes. within 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 a matter of a few hours was heartbreaking um and i suppose as, as a community you know we'll all be pulling together and middleton is as is most communities fantastic mm. everybody will pull together to, to help each other out you know, um, this conversation has been had across Cork a lot this morning. There was an orange alert. What did you take that to mean? I mean, did, did you get any indication from any, anywhere, um, Department of Education? I'm not sure how you connected to that as an educate together, but was there any kind of sense of tomorrow is going to be different or it's going to be different? Or was it just, no. as a lot of people took it, this is another weather warning? This is another weather warning, I suppose. Yeah, as, as a school, that's, that is, I suppose, governed by Educate Together, our patron, and then Department of Education. Mm. You know, we're told as schools that red weather warning means stop. Yes. Everything stops, everything's halted, everything's closed down. An orange is proceed with caution, more or less. Yeah. And I think they give a kind of a blanket type of approach to look. Local weather conditions could vary, etc., and, and make judgment calls. But... Mm. At that stage, you you actually don't know. It, you know, it changed so, so quickly. You know, two consecutive days, more or less, of an orange rainfall warning. Yeah. Look, it's out, out of my jurisdiction, thankfully, yeah. and my expertise, but you could see that, yeah, that's a lot of rain falling in yeah. a very, very short space of time. And when you drive through Middleton, you drive past uh, over the Owenakura River, you can see how high that is, and mm. then all the tributaries joining that, all the water coming from the fields. I suppose, sadly, there's always that risk where there's so much water falling, but um, I don't think anybody expected that yesterday. Yes. As in, we, we knew in 2014 when the floods happened before what the potential was. This, this was tenfold worse. This, this felt to me <clears throat> different. It felt like I'm from Cork City. I'm from the city centre. I've seen flooding every every year of my life, and and you know every every year we get a bit of flooding, and it's you know it's bad. And but this felt mm. very different. Did it feel different to you? Um, hard one to call. I suppose yeah. our priority within the school was just to make sure everybody's safe and well, mm. um, and children were not getting too anxious or upset. As as same with staff. Yeah. Uh, we're all humans, you know. We're, we're we all have families to go back to or our homes, etc. Yes. So you know, uh, you're you're taken up with that's the priority. Mm. Um, and I suppose it's only after you start to mull over, mm, maybe maybe that was not a good call, or maybe yes. something could have been done differently. Um, in terms and, of know, warning, in terms of yeah, yeah. I suppose yes, because. You know, it's 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 well and good saying it now, but the damage has been done. Yeah. You know, could could it have been done differently? Potentially, yeah. but that I suppose that's down to I suppose county council and yeah. that's down to Met Air and government departments to to come up with 
uh, a potentially different solution to to these um, weather warnings. Um, I suppose, you know, it was rainfall, heavy, heavy rainfall. There was no wind. There was no, um, I suppose, what we would associate with a storm. Yes. This was just a rainstorm as such. A bit of a breeze, but nothing like we have had in the past with different other storms. Um, so in, in, I suppose, to come back to your question, potentially something could have been done. Um, but I suppose the priority of any everybody on the ground yesterday and continuing continuing today and the number of days coming is, I suppose, their own land, their own property, their own businesses, their livelihoods, um, and to ensure that everybody remains safe and well and to help out when we can. Okay. Um, if, I know you're going to be busy this morning, so we'll let you go. But one final question. How are the kids mm. today? How are the parents today? How were they yesterday? I mean, were they scared? Were they apprehensive? Did they treat some of them as an adventure? I mean, what, how did it go? I suppose most parents and staff would try to treat it as an adventure, mm. take away the concern and anxiety and worry away from the child. Deep down, I think everybody was naturally worried. Yes. How do you get home? How do we get? How do you carry a child through water? Um, what is the safe space? Like our school was going to remain open as long as it could to ensure that there was a safe space for everybody. Um, but at the end of the day, it's natural to worry yes, when you're put course. into that scenario because it's it's something that does not thankfully happen too often. Hopefully, we won't have to experience that again in in the in the near future. Um, but it's yeah, the priority really is make sure everybody is is well mm. as much as possible. Okay, well, Rodri Mayer is a, a principal at Middle, Middleton Educate Together. It sounds like you and your staff did an incredible job yesterday, and that man with the tractor and the trailer who managed to get oh, everybody out. So. He was brilliant, yeah. absolutely brilliant. So, yes, absolutely. So, and thank you, and thank you to the, the uh, county council and, and the services as well. Mm. They're all, they're all continuing to work extremely hard yeah. and we're, we're grateful that there's such a wonderful community here in East Cork. Yeah. No, there is, there is definitely. And all of those people are out again this morning. Of course, we're sitting comfortably, hopefully, talking about this, but they're out again this morning and they're and yes. doing incredible work. So, Absolutely. Roger, thank you very much for talking to us this morning. Thank no you. No problem at all. all right. Joe O'Shea this morning, sitting in for PJ. Uh, obviously, we're, we're going to be talking about the floods because what a day it was yesterday for everybody and what a day it was for, for people in East Cork, especially and Middleton um, got an absolute battering yesterday. We're going to talk now to Ken, who lives in Middleton, and he was one of the many people who saw their homes uh, flooded yesterday. Good morning, Ken. Thanks very much for joining us this morning. Ken, can you tell us, you live in Middleton, what happened yesterday? Well, yesterday morning, obviously, it was there was a torrential rain yesterday morning. Um, I'm living up the Mill Road. I'm not actually in the town itself, we're just up the Mill Road. Uh, and here about 10 o'clock yesterday, it was fine. The river was quite high, but not exceptionally high. Um, I took a spin up the road. The water was getting, the, the roads were flooded. Um, I came back here about 20 past 10. The water was starting to come in. In my madness, I went downtown to try and get sandbags. And by the time I got back up in the space of 10 or 15 minutes, we had eight feet of water. Wow. And that's the thing. And we've been talking to so many people now in Middleton. Uh, I was talking to people yesterday. It happened very, yes. very quickly, didn't it? Very quickly. Yes. Yeah. And it's it, we, we. This is this is our second time now having similar flooding to this. Um, we had it back again about six years ago. Mm, we yeah. were wiped out again. Um, fortunately, we had we had cover and insurance that time. We don't this time. But um, the the issue is there's a bridge 
it's not the main river that caused the problem for us yesterday. It's not the Unakura. There's a small river that flows down behind our property called the Karagogna. It comes down through the golf course. And there's there's a humpback bridge at the end of our property. And they, in their infinite wisdom, took the main sewer through the eye of the bridge. So there's two huge, probably, foot pipes going through the eye of the bridge, which have reduced the flow through the bridge by about 50%. Yeah. So what happened is that got blocked again yesterday. It backed out onto the road, and then the, the, water, the river redirected across the road and into us. And how high was the water in your house? Um, I have pictures there. It, it's probably in for somewhere between seven and eight feet. Inside the house. So you've eight foot of water going, the, that's going the up house, towards the yes. ceiling, so on the ground floor, is it? Yes, 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 right. yes. yes. We have, it's an old mill. It's a three-story mill, so we were lucky. We got upstairs and the power from the, the wiring obviously is coming down from above here. So we were able to retain power last night. Um, I had myself, my partner, my son, my 91-year-old mother and the dog up here. Oh, on the the night. Top but floor. we were okay. We were fine on the top floor, yeah. yeah. Is it a problem you talked about insurance there? Because a lot of people are going to be looking at their insurance policies this morning. Yes, across yes we, have no, we, have no, we have no flood cover. No. And is that because it happened before and the insurance company yes, said we, yes. we can't cover yes. you? Yes, yeah. Can't cover not with not, and as I'd say, I'd say nine, probably seventy percent of the shops downtown are probably in a similar situation because they were all flooded before. Yeah, there's utter devastation in the main street in the middle. Right, and and uh, and the feeling is the feeling is is somber this morning. But I was yeah. talking to a few people now to go over and get wellies and bushes and stuff in the co-op this morning, and the anger is starting to build already. Yeah. That yeah, because I mean, obviously we know the frontline responders; they did an amazing job yesterday. Um, yes, but yes, I can't, I can't. Now, in in one in in that we were here from ten o'clock yesterday morning, and the first contact we had from anybody was eleven o'clock last night. Last night, yeah, because I suppose you know they're retained. They were inundated. Service. They were they're, inundated. They're, the yes. army had to be called. And look, in we were fine. We 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 were we were okay where we were, but there's probably people in worse situations than us. I know the educated together school across the road from us. Yeah. There was children there till seven or eight o'clock last night because their parents just couldn't get in to collect them. I know, yeah. And so, what about vehicles then? Because you have your cars parked outside. I'm sure. I mean, were they on the water? Luckily, I had my my work van was outside, but my brother has a two two one Nissan Nero that was submerged all day yesterday. We have another van and a pickup truck in the yard. They were submerged. Um, there's another two forklifts inside in the shade. Um, I literally had of one of a porter cabin a 20-foot green container, an office and a boat after floating down the yard and they're stuck up against the fence Gosh. at the bottom of my yard. Yeah. Those vehicles, are they... We basically became part We, we basically became part of the river yesterday you for were, eight hours. You were in the middle of the river for eight hours. Yeah, basically. Um, do, do you think, I mean, are we in Cork, everybody, the councils, the other people who run, run everything, are we going to have to look at yes. this as something that's going to happen again in the future? Do you think, for instance, you're yes. talking about the bridge there, then are we going to have to start putting in proper flood culverts, defences? Yes. Mm. We have, like, they had seven years since the last time we had council engineers down here with us. We told them, showed them the problem, they agreed that it was a problem and there was nothing done. Mm. Nothing. Yeah. I suppose part Joe, of the, to be honest with yeah. you, this, the way the, with, with the ground the way it is now, if we have a substantial rainfall in the next, next couple of days, this could happen yeah. again. I suppose with the way we, these are these used to be once in a gen, once in a, in a hundred year events. Yes, but like we're we're, we're fifty. I'm I'm fifty one now, so we're fifty one years on this property. Yeah. We've had flooding before. We've had a foot or two of water. Like we we did our part. We raised the ground here by six seven feet. We've got. Um, Ditches put up the whole way around the property up another six or eight feet 
Um, like we did our part to, to do it. We've had flooding in the past. Minimal, minimal. It's never come into the house. Mm. But twice in, twice in six years, we've been devastated, completely. And, devastated. and you're saying your mother's 91. First of all, how is she this morning? Yes. She's okay. She's fine. Luckily, she has she has um, dementia, so it's it's all going over her head. But nice. um, so it's it's. But she's okay. She's fine. She's in good form. She was warm last night. We got food into us. My son actually climbed out a window and got down onto a roof, and my brother brought up a ladder so that he could get out, and he went down to to um, Tesco's and bought us back food. So we were okay. Um, she's fine. I know this morning she's okay. She's happy. Out. She's just wondering what's going on. But we just just mind her. But as I say, we just have to start to clean up. Yeah. And the and cleanup now is going to take a while, but I suppose like everybody else, you're hoping. I can see you now that it's starting to clear here in the city. I, we need some days yes. now of no rain so people can get on with the cleanup. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And I think there's a yellow warning. I don't know, hundred percent. But I think there's a yellow warning for rain up to say or tomorrow. Yeah. Well, Ken, um, it's very, yes. very sorry for your troubles because that's that's some day you had yesterday. It's great that everybody is in, it's, is in. Everybody is safe. That's safe. the main thing. Yeah, yeah. but you, you have to start what rebuilding now. We need help. We need something done because, as I say, I'm not the only person that's in the situation that doesn't have insurance. Okay. Thanks very much for talking to us, and we're going to right. and take care. We're going to go to somebody else who had a very eventful day yesterday again in Middleton because Middleton, as we all know, got really badly hit. Claude, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Claude, can you tell me what, how did your day start to go wrong yesterday, so to speak? <laughs> at, what, at what stage did you think, oh my God, we're in trouble here? John, see, it was straight away when I was going to work yesterday morning because obviously we were kind of expected to get, get up and get on with our days because, I mean, there wasn't accurate warnings put out. When I was driving from my home to come into town to go to work and I saw the main road where it would never flood in my life start flooding, I was like, I shouldn't. My gut was telling me, yeah. I shouldn't be going, but of course, you know, if you think you're going to gamble day, you can't just not show up because, you know, there was no proper warnings in place. So, parked my car, got into work an hour late. I was like, look, it's fine. I've arrived. And then is when I got to lunchtime and I come out my lunch, turn around the corner to just go to my car and just going down with the guards barracks. And they're like, yeah, there's no way in. Hope that you're getting down to your car. Yeah. And your car was, was, was parked there by the Garda station. And what happened to the car? Yeah, so uh, the car got completely and utterly submerged in water and floated halfway down the road from where it was originally parked. <laughs> and I parked in a place that would never yeah. deem to flood like I thought when I was rushing in, getting into work late. You know, it'd be safe there. didn't think realise the severity of what was going on while in work because obviously you wouldn't be on your phone like obviously with compliance and stuff you're not going to be checking your phone yeah. you know it was only when I got to lunchtime and I realised the absolute devastation of what was going on and that car is I suppose it's, it's a write off so yeah it's absolutely write off because even then like that there was a couple of other cars down there so I got access to it now this morning I got in straight away once I knew it was safe to go down there mm. And like it's crashed into another car. There's big metal grates in it. Like it's like a tin can. God. And so uh, not only was it submerged, it's it's ruined. Right. So is it it's it, it, say it Ibiza eighteen two say say it Ibiza? It's yeah, one eighty two say it Ibiza. Yeah. And how do you have you how did you have it paid off? Or are you still paying? No, for it? I'm still paying for it off. You know, I mean, I I. I got finance on it last year, and you know, especially in this day and age of this climate, you know, like your car is your especially for me it's my lifeline for me to get to work and especially as a young girl like you know working I work two jobs like trying to pay it off yeah. you know and now I just don't know what's 
going to happen with it. God, and I mean, like like a lot of people, you're, you're checking your insurance policy. Have you been talking to insurers today? Do you know what the situation yeah. is with that? Yeah, so, like, I don't know much of the state of play at the moment. Like, I mean, you know, like, I got onto the insurance company straight away. Um, so, there, I'm just waiting for Assess Ireland to come out uh, to uplift it away, get it assessed, only praying, you know, that it, it's covered, yeah. you know. Um so that's just a waiting game, really, at the moment. Like, yeah. what did I'm, I've been asking people this all morning, right? What What did you take an, an orange weather warning to mean? Did you take that to mean stay at home, do, don't go anywhere? No, not not really. I suppose I, I think that's up to Irish too. I don't think we realise the severity of situations. I don't think anyone took the orange warning serious enough. But I, I should. I don't think it should have been orange. By the it should have been red. Yeah. You know, I think people, a lot of, I think people should have taken it a lot seriously, you know. Because it, it, we, it, we didn't. It really, it, it, it yesterday felt very strange because it started off as a regular day. Oh, it's a lot of rain and, you know, well, it's not windy, yeah. so it's okay, it's fine, you know. I mean, we, we see rain all the time. We live in Ireland, for God's sake. And then it just took a turn and a strange turn. Like you it said, windy. So yeah, yeah. So quickly. Frightening. Yeah. You know, what what do you, it's a devastation. Yeah, and what, what about your your colleagues? And I'm I, I'm, I'm I assume you're not the only person in in your neighbourhood in your community in in, the, in this boat this morning. No, we're not. Like even then, coming through Milton this morning and seeing so many businesses ruined. Like we're still just waiting. Like we got it. Luckily, in our place, we got a little bit flooded, so we're just waiting to see can we open at eleven. You know, we're just waiting around. Like I was in Milton, so I said I'd just come in to to work and see what the state of play was. Yeah. Like so. And and was it work damaged? Or was there flooding there? Yeah, they were like we got a small, nothing major, thank God, in our place. But there was a bit of flooding, so we're just waiting to see is it going to be capable of being open. Yeah. So today you're going to be think, thinking about work, thinking about your job, thinking about that business going on, but also thinking about your car that's that was yeah. literally washed away, and and getting onto your insurer and trying to find out what happens next. Yeah, it's a lot of just it's a waiting game this morning, you know. Um, like I'm lucky at the end of the day, it's just the car. Like I can, I'm looking at people. Like I'm on the main street now, looking at people clean up their their businesses, driving in this morning, seeing people not be able to have a home, you know. In the grand scheme of things, I'm lucky, but it's still it's still upsetting, you yeah. know. And I, I talked to somebody earlier this, this morning that I know in in Middleton that the. What's the sense of the, in the town there? How are people feeling? He, he said he just texted me and just said, listen, everybody's shell-shocked down here. We, we were oh, going around stunned. Literally, like I'm literally just standing out in the street on the moment while I'm on the phone to you and it's just, everyone's just so somber. Everyone's just, there's just no life in the place. Like, mm. it's awful. It's actually awful to see. Yeah. And Middleton had there had been a real buzz about Middleton. And listen, we won't be too down. Middleton will come back, but there had been. It's a town that's it's a town that's on the rise as well, isn't it? Or had felt like that to me. Oh, absolutely! Like yeah. there was the place is booming. Like yeah. I mean, Middleton's great crack, great businesses, great people. Mm. Like we will come back from it, but it's just a matter of when. And hopefully, yeah. you know, people will get sorted with their their insurances which is yeah. lucky for people who have it right? and it's devastating for people who don't don't you well Claude I hope you have good news from your insurers and thanks very much for Please talking God. to us this morning and, and stay safe no bother thanks so much have thank a good you. day thank you thanks. you too bye, bye. that's Claude in Middleton we're going to stay with the floods because like there's not another story in Cork this morning and we're going to stay in East Cork as well we're going to talk to Anna in Mogili uh, Anna uh, good morning and can you tell us what happened to you how did your day go wrong yesterday Good morning, Joe. So, uh, yesterday morning, I got up as usual, 
but my daughter stayed. She didn't go to school yesterday. So from around half eight in the morning, we started seeing that estate is going, started to flood. Yes. And the water was coming out from the field behind the houses. So it was actually seen like from the horror movie because the water was just like a waterfall. Yes. It was more and more and more every minute. And so you're you're in the house, you're looking out the window, and what you're looking at is the water getting higher and higher and higher. The water higher. is getting higher, and I was looking at that there is no help coming as well, and I couldn't do anything. Yeah. And what, had you, at this stage, were people around you, were they making phone calls to the fire brigade, the emergency services? Everybody, including yeah. us as well. All the neighbour, like, they're so good. Everyone helps each other as well. Yeah. And you're, you're outside Castle Martyr. So had you, how long have you been where you are at the moment? So I'm. Uh, we came to our neighbour's house. We got out of the estate yeah. um, later yesterday evening, around five or six o'clock. Right. And we are Trent's house now till now. But we're going to check on the house now yeah. in a minute. So you, you see, last night you stayed uh, in in a friend's house. Yes. Right. So you were lucky you had that option, I suppose, because a lot of people had to stay upstairs in houses, in flooded houses yes, last night. Yes, we offered them as well. We offered them help because there is a lot of people who offer their help to help our neighbours. Yes. But some of them, they decided to stay inside the house. Yes, yes. And so you haven't been back to your house yet. Do you know, have you heard from anybody in the area? Do you know is yes, your house flooded? Yes, I did, because we've a lovely WhatsApp group, so everyone is on top of each other. So, like, we're just messaging through, and the water has gone down. Mm. Apparently, in our houses and few other neighbours, there is still water inside the house. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, but you're, go, you're going back now to see what the damage has been? Yes. Yes, okay. we are. Yes. All right. Um, so, it, you're lucky. And as I said, you had good neighbours. You have the community coming together. And, and I suppose that, that, that helps in some way. Exactly, definitely, yes, yes. Well, Anna, listen, I'll let you go. Thanks very much for talking to us. And hopefully you get back to your house and it's in good condition. But thank you. Hopefully, thank you very much. Thanks. Now, thank a lot of people would have seen this story yesterday. Sarsfield GAA, they had, you know, they say sport is a roller coaster. My God, they've been on a roller coaster because they won the county championship. You know, everybody knows that on Sunday, first time in nine years, a very emotional day because they took the, the cup to, you know, the great Teddy McCarthy to his grave to, to, to kind of mark that. Um, but yesterday was a, a very bad day for Sarsfield, a very tough day for Sarsfield. We have Keith Mulcahy on the line from SARS. Good morning, Keith. Morning, Joe. How are you doing? I'm I'm good. How are you this morning? Because we all saw the video yesterday. We all saw the footage. The the, the club got a hammering yesterday, didn't you? We're broken. To be totally honest with you, we're broken after us. Um, We've had such a a brilliant couple of days, obviously winning Sunday um, after nine years, you know, and with the year that we've had with losing the great Teddy McCarthy. um, You know, Sunday night, the celebrations, Monday night, we'd have fireworks and everything here. It was fantastic. Um, and then yesterday to, to the weather, you know, just just beat us unfortunately. Um, but the place is ruined; it's absolutely ruined. Can, can you take us first of all to the damage? Because this is not just a pitch flooding, is it? No, it's not because our our, our gym, uh, our spinning room, our office, um, or uh, thankfully our bar is is okay because it's on the second floor. But our, our bar cellar and our cool cooling system and everything has been destroyed. It's all it was all underwater. Yeah. And and that's uh, you know <clears throat> you've got your gym, a vital part of your setup there. You know it, it's it, um, in a modern GA club. It's no, it's no longer just a dressing room and a pitch anymore, is it? You need no, you need not, all of no, these things. No, no. And look, we we pride ourselves in having really really good facilities for our players, and mm. our, our our gym is is um, is excellent. You know, or was excellent, should I say? 
Um, but it's it's unfortunately it's a ruin notice to gone and look we're trying to prepare for a Munster club game in three weeks time against Ballygunner yeah. and now we're finding ourselves in a situation where we don't have somewhere for our senior players to go but now in fairness our, our, the local our Glamour Football Club have offered our facilities and there's been loads of other clubs as well have been on to us you know, yeah. so. well that's the GA for you I mean, it I'm, is, I'm, it is. I'm yeah. sure you're getting calls from, from all over Cork this morning people looking yeah. to help you yeah, absolutely, absolutely. At what time yesterday did you realise that there were serious problems on the way? Uh, about 11 o'clock, we did a team of guys down there. Um, in fairness, the, count, the local counts were superb. They, they put sandbags down and uh, to try and save the houses across the road. But the, just the, the level of water that was coming down the, the road from um, from our club sponsors, O'Connor Group, we'll say that, that down that road is, was just unbelievable. Mm. I'm sure there's loads of pictures going around the place of, yeah. of people seeing it, you know. Yeah, because has has this happened to you before? Has it been anything like this? It did, it yeah. did, Joe. It happened back in 2012, I think. Mm. Um, again, but not to the extent of what happened yesterday. Yesterday was just at a different level altogether, yeah. you know. Yeah. And did were people coming running from everywhere to see what they could do to see if they could help? No, because in fairness, the fire brigade kept people away from it. It, it, it look, it, it was hazardous. You know, it was very dangerous. So. Mm. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't somewhere where 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 it was safe to be. So, yeah. uh, in fairness, the the local authorities kept kept people out of yeah. it. You know, because I saw that there was, there's walls around your pitch there. Um, they're they're gone now, aren't they? They're gone. They're washed away. Our yeah. pitch drain system was um, burst as well. There's craters on the fields. Um, place isn't safe now even to walk around it because yeah. some some of the roadway the, the roadway behind our what we call our bottom goal yeah. by the Glashaboy River. Um, that roadway now is is ready to go. It's, with an engineer from the council here last night, and he told us to don't walk in it. It's um, it's it's, un, it's unsafe, you know. Yeah, you have a, an astro turf pitch as well. I mean, it, what happens? You know, people think right, the water goes on, it flows off. What's the problem? You dry no, it out. No, it's, it's not go. as easy. It's not yeah. as easy as that, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, look, we, we've had lots of people onto us who will come down with shovels and stuff. It's it, it's yeah. gone beyond that now, unfortunately. Mm. This is a total rebuilding job. Yeah. Um, we don't even know where to start, Joe. And let's be honest, yeah. to go through. You know, it's something that we'll meet now again later and decide what we're going to do and how we're going to go forward. Yeah. Obviously, we're going to need help from the GEA to, to go just in the right direction. Yes. The um, what about in terms of insurance? Because we're hearing from a lot of people this morning that if you're in a flood area in Cork and you've had flooding before, you're probably not covered for insurance. Is that an option for you guys? It's very possible. Very possible. Yeah. As I said, no, we're very unsure. Uh, it's an area that we need to investigate, and, and, and we'll do that this morning. Yeah. Um, because yeah, you have you have two you have two kind of issues now, don't you? You have the immediate thing you have to keep going to a, a monster championship. Sure. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you also have to go for for your long term planning as well. Uh, it's going to take a lot of work, isn't it? Oh, listen. There's there's twelve months work in, in sorting this out. Yeah. I mean, it's um it's not something that's going to be can be that we can sort over the weekend, as I said, with a couple of shovels and a couple of rakes. Yeah. yeah. Um. It's it's a full rebuild here as regards the pitch side of it, you know. Yeah. Um, so, what about funding then? Because I I I've passed through Glamour, I've seen seen mm. your club. You put a lot of money into that into, into your facilities, didn't you? And there was a lot of fundraising went on and sponsorship from local oh, yeah. local Listen, companies as well, absolutely. helping out. Absolutely, our, our club sponsors, O'Connor Group, have been incredible to us yeah, yeah. and for for many many years, but. That's something that we may need to look at. We may need to try, try and get help from local local, uh, local fundraising um, communities. But look, 
we're at the moment no we're, we're just trying to get our head around this and, right. and, and trying to put a plan in place to see what's the best way forward okay. so if uh, I know people can't go down there with shovels it's gone beyond that if, if there's other uh, clubs across Cork listening to this what, what, what can people do to help you now in the short term look we, 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 as I said we do Munster Club game to look forward to now and you know I know our, our senior manager I spoke to him this morning there they're obviously very conscious of somewhere to train yeah. we do have another pitch thankfully um in, in Buckleary's Cross that we, we'll have a look at today and evaluate to see how that is. Mm. Uh, we, we may need some pitches to train on, so that might be something that they can help us with, right. if possible. And I know it's not ideal time of the year. Clubs mm. are closing their pitches to get them ready again for the for the new season next year. But look, it may be something that we can we, we might have to reach out and ask for help for, you know. Okay. There will be help out there, I think, Keith. Um, people will be watching now the, the, the ongoing campaign, I think, but with even more interest now, and hopefully there, there's bright, bright day, brighter days ahead for, for Sarsfield. Yeah. Please, God. Thanks very much for talking Thanks, to us this morning. Thank you. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive in June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. It's Joe O'Shea sitting in for PJ this morning. Now, we've been talking to people in Middleton mostly uh, the first half hour in the show. We also know we're going to move closer to the city because Glanmire also got absolutely battered yesterday. And we talked to Sarsfield's uh, GA club there. They had a terrible day. We're going to talk to Ashling. Good morning, Ashling. Good morning. Yeah. Can you tell us what happened yesterday? Um, yesterday started off as a normal day. Like, if we thought for one second, otherwise, we wouldn't have sent those kids to school. Mm. So there's children in our state that went to school and never got to come home because the place was destroyed and we were terrified that we were going to get flooded again at high tide last night. Mm. Um, so you're in Copper Valley View in, in Glamire, yeah? That's right, yeah. yeah. So it started, the water started coming up what, around 10 this morning, was it? Or did it yesterday morning? Um, well, at about quarter past nine, it was spilling onto the road a little bit. Mm. And probably about a half an hour after that, it started to move into the estate. Yeah. So it was like the, the lack of preparation when they knew the water was at critical and dangerous levels was just ridiculous. Mm. 
Like we were lucky that children were in school because we could have been we faced with a child tragedy with the level of water. Mm. Like it was it was higher than a child. Yeah, and you you own a business. It's the uh, it's, a, it's a well known business as well. It's the salon Vision and Beauty. Yeah, it, it, yeah. that that's right. Yeah. yeah, and a lot of people might have seen you uh, on on their on their social media because you were in in the floods and there was video of you going through the floods as well. Uh, oh, in in the house, yeah, yeah. 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 So, w- can you tell us what what happened inside the house? So, well, it's our second time getting flooded. So, we had our own flood barriers at the front and the back of the house. We had since built our own walls. Um, we had flood bag. We had flood sandbags blocking the driveway. Yeah. Um, and we were kind of going, yes, we're okay here. Like, the sandbags were blocking it for a point. Mm. There is a fence then running between the house, kind of adjoining to us, and the water started to come in between the fence there. And eventually it just got so high that it it was coming over the sandbags. It was coming over everything. So despite having the sandbags and our own flood barriers, it still wasn't enough. Like mm. in the, in the seven years, there there was nothing done. Like there was trees cut down last year, knowing that the flood relief wouldn't get to our area for two to three years, and it it left us wide open. You see there in the videos, yeah. there was a see through railing to protect us. In all fairness, we were like sitting ducks. It was like we ended up moving upstairs. We were just looking out at. I can only describe it as a tsunami coming at us. Yes. And and there was a point you were looking out at that and you're saying, like, is it actually the end of the world or, or what's happening? Because it was just so surreal. And you, so you were trapped in, in the upstairs of your house. How how deep was the water? Um, It was well up over our knees. Right. Um, you know, you get to a point down there, the electricity has gone out, it's getting dark, like, so you, you, you know, we, we were just upstairs, there was no more we could do, we couldn't get out. Yeah. Um, so we were just sitting there, waiting. And your neighbours around you, because people might know there's a, there's a very popular uh, Facebook group, the Mums of Glamwire, were, were people trying to help each other out, share information, look after each other? They are absolutely unbelievable. We were ba- we, we were wasting our time making phone calls to anybody else to help us. It, one phone call to uh, Neve Nash and Jerome Maloney, the two ladies that run that page. Yeah. It's like unbelievable. Um, the cry for help goes in there, and people come out of the woodwork. A, a lot of people tried and failed to get to us. Mm. There, there was people out, I could see people out in my driveway and they had buckets and bins of water and they were trying to pour the water back out until they literally had to climb the walls and try to get out of there for their own safety. Yeah. Without our own people here in Glamour, we'd have nothing. Yeah. Because it, it's, a, it's a very connected community, isn't it? There's also a Facebook group, Glamire Notice Board, and they're great. They they put up, they're constantly putting up information for the community as well. And I suppose in a situation like that, you really find out what your neighbours are like and what your community is like, don't you? We found out the last time. We found out seven years ago, and they're there since. Yeah. They're they're out in my driveway right now. There's girls out there sweeping up. They're they're down with the neighbours. There's, my phone is about to blow up with the amount of messages I can't even keep up with it. Yeah. 
Because um, you had a video as well that were you wading through water in your home and, and uh, yeah. thousands, many thousands of people have seen that at this stage. And it's all fine people saying it, but yeah. we have no flood insurance now yeah. is the bottom line. Like, yeah. who is going to help us? Yeah. Well, there is some... The, the, whole, the downstairs of our house is gone. Yeah. We're stuck here. We're trying to salvage what we can, but yeah. like, who is going to help us? You are, we did have the tarnish, and the government are saying that there will be what they're calling humanitarian aid to to people who had flood damage yesterday. So I suppose it's just a case that we have to wait and see and hope that that will be significant, that it will help the people who need it. Because it's it's hard unless you've been in a in a, in a, in a flood, unless you've seen your neighbours' houses flood out. You can't. It's hard to understand. It destroys everything, doesn't it? I mean, furniture, floors, we've carpets. Been, we've everything. been waiting here we've been hoping for for seven years now mm. we were told you know relax because this is a once in a hundred year kind of uh, chance that this is going to happen this is seven years on we're flooded worse than we were seven years ago yeah. um, and we need we can't wait two to three years for flood relief in our area we need help immediately yeah. we need funding straight away we're literally sitting here with nowhere to go. Mm. We can't rip the place apart. We have no flood cover. I really don't know what we have. Like, our lives are on hold. Yeah. My daughter and a neighbour, they couldn't even get their junior start results yesterday. Like, what was meant to be a happy occasion was robbed again from them. The last time, like, we were put out of our homes at Christmas and we got back into our house just a week before her communion, five months later. Like, it's not fair to be expected to live like this and to not know how we're going to fix our homes or what we're going to do. How are we going to move forward? I suppose it's, you know, the authorities are going, they're just going to have to take this more seriously because this fit, it felt, and I keep saying it, it felt different yesterday, didn't it? It felt like, a, a, like an extreme weather event rather than, sure, it's only a bit of heavy rain and the, and the river's risen up. It felt different, didn't it? It was like a tsunami. It was completely unbelievable. Like what you see in the videos, you should try to see that looking out at your house because the levels are building up. We're told the fire brigade can't get to us. You do start think, are we actually going to drown at this point in our own houses? Yeah. Because there was no sign of it stopping. There was no sign of terrifying. help coming. Yeah, terrifying. But now we're stuck in a disaster zone. The insight, like... Uh, and what about your business? Like was, we, your, was your business damaged as well? My business is actually okay. Um, it's just to, to get out there. Yeah. <laughs> the pass out to us needs to be... Um, yeah, needs to get out there, but I'll, I'll get back out there and I'll be up and running. Okay. And when sure I can get my head around it and get a, <laughs> a, a night's sleep. Yeah. Well, listen, that's the vision of Beauty Salon and Glamour. I'm sure people are going to, you know, flock to you and, 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 and support you as well because I know there's a great community in Glamour. And like you said, to thanks to the mums of Glamour and to the, to, to, to the people around you because just, well, they made the difference but yesterday. Even, yeah, look, look at what SARS did. I'm sure that is what helped our level of water to mm. go down as well. Yeah. I mean, it, it was coming in so fast and it was rising so high there. It was frightening. Yeah. And I've no doubt that that's where we got a bit of relief when they did, took that hit for us, basically. Yeah. yeah. I know, and then they're um, devastated as well. And after such a big night in Glamour on Sunday night and on Monday night as well like with the fireworks, what, what a selfless thing to do! Yeah. You wouldn't see it anywhere. Yeah, I mean, hats off to the people in Glamour. They're just unbelievable. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, listen, that's Ashley. Thanks very much for talking to us this morning, and I hope you get good news um, in terms of help to you there and help soon, and also for the future for Glamware that flood defences are improved, that they're taken seriously and quickly because this is going to happen again, isn't it? Definitely, not a yeah. hundred years time, yeah. not seven years time, like now, straight yeah. away, like okay. today. Ashing, thanks very much again. Uh, we're going to okay. move. Thank you, and we're going to move back in the direction of Middleton again because, of course, East Cork got absolutely hammered yesterday. And we're going to talk to Kevin O'Hearn. People will know him, the famous Sage Middleton restaurant. Kevin, uh, good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Can you tell me how did your day go yesterday? Um, look unexpected as everybody else. Yeah. Uh, I think we're all, everybody's in a bit of shock this morning. Yeah, bit of, bit of shock this morning. Yeah. Yeah. What, what what time did you did you realise things were starting to get serious? Uh, Jesus, to be honest with you, I don't even really remember. Yeah. I was talking to my wife, who was in a teacher and educate together, and um, they were very worried at point, and there was absolutely where I was. It was there was nothing happening, and then within an hour, we were three and a half three and a half feet deep, and. In the whole courtyard, the whole restaurant, and everything was just destroyed. But, like, because yeah. the, this, we talked to the, to the principal in Educate Together in Middleton earlier, and they had an, a really, really difficult day. And I suppose that's it, when something like this happens, you have your business to worry about, but you also have your wife to worry about, you have your neighbours to worry about. It's, it's everybody, isn't it? Yeah, well, they were, you know, they're very lucky in that instance in Educate Together in Middleton that they such a level headed character looking after them yesterday. Yeah. Um, by all accounts, he did a, you know, he did a fantastic job. and. Mm. I suppose it's important when people are in those kind of positions, how well they act and how they go about their business. And, you know, they put themselves, I listened to that lady just before him, about people being selfless and, you know, putting themselves before other people and, you know, caring about other people. Like, that's what's important today is that, you know, worrying about your neighbor as opposed to, I know like everybody's going to be angry and pissed mm. off for what's after happening, yeah. but, you know, today is not the day for blame. Today is, you know, mm. a day for kind of looking after your neighbor yeah. and going shoulder to shoulder and, Helping out best you can. Yeah, and, and is that happening in Middleton this morning? Yeah, of course it is. Look, it's yeah. happening all over East Cork and it's yeah. happening all over Cork and I'm sure you know, further afield as well. Like People are, you know, as Irish people, it's it's just built in us, isn't it? When, yeah. when something goes bad, we're there, we go shoulder to shoulder, we're there at the wheel, we're there yeah. to help each other. And, like That's what's important on a day like today, that everybody's just there as a level of support for everybody else. Look, we're going to have to think about going forward, but when something goes wrong, I suppose... We just can't play the blame game today. We just have to be there to, you know, secure ourselves today. Make sure everybody's alright. Like, from your own point of view, you had three feet of water in in the in the yard yesterday, and inside the premises as well. Yeah, I suppose. Look, what was from unusual for us in Middleton on the main street yesterday is that yeah. we usually flood from front to back, but we flooded from back to front. Yeah. Um, which which just took everybody's surprise. Like, there's water coming in the back door and going out the front door, which is unusual because it usually happens the other way around. Right. Um, and in the town itself, it usually floods from floods at the bottom first and comes up through the drains and out through the Gonacar River. But it just came came down the back of the town through through his avenue and just like people's like I know it's tough on businesses. I'm one of them, but you just like people's homes come first and just yeah. seeing you know the level of destroying people some people's homes is just you know it's 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 a it's a hard one yeah and with yourself you only got the electricity back on this morning yeah we did yeah um the electricity came on so just just uh surveying out this morning and um so you um, have you have equipment you have furniture you have all this all the things that you need for your business how, how bad is the damage 
Um, we're, I, look, we're still at the surveying point at the yeah. moment. We're just trying to evaluate. Um, so just two of us here now, just trying to see what, how, how bad it actually is. And I'd just like to thank everybody as well. Look, there's a huge level of support around for, for everybody and every business in the town here and, and locally. And, and like we'd like to extend it as well. Like I have the restaurant here. The restaurant's obviously going to be closed for a, bit, a considerable period of time. But we do have a lot of food here and that need not go to waste so if there's anybody listening if you're a bed and breakfast taking people in or if the hotel taking people in um, please get in contact and we're, we're more than happy to help as best we can yeah, that's great. That's uh, Kevin in Sage in Middleton. Kevin, like, I know that the feeling around the town this, this morning must be I suppose shell shock in some respects Um. It is, it, like, yes, like, to be very honest, like, I, we haven't even spoken with a whole lot of people this morning. Um, we, when we drove in, we could just see the, the level of, like, seeing windows gone and, you know, people just in, in um, just very upset, you know. So it's just, it was, it's, it's a hard one to take. Um, but I, we, we know with how good people are in East Cork and Glenmire as that lady before, like, it's a shoulder-to-shoulder job and yeah. we just have to, you know, try and support each other over the next couple of weeks just to get everything back off the ground again and yeah. just, like, I, 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 I haven't heard anybody was seriously, seriously hurt. So, yeah. look, that, I, there's isn't that. that the main thing at the end of the day? Yeah, there is that and we haven't had any reports of serious yeah. injury. Yeah, so look, isn't that, that's the main concern today. So, yeah. look, look, once everybody's all right, look, okay. bricks, and, bricks and mortar, we're made stronger. You'll come back because I know that you've built that business and I know that we put a team, not just by yourself, but you've built that business down there like a lot of businesses in Middleton. Have, Same as every other business, yeah. you know, it's always, it's, that's, it's, uh, we've all been together, we're, together we're stronger, so look, we have to take it out. Okay, Kevin, I know you're very busy and thank you for taking the time to talk to us this morning. Thank you. Um, take care. Thanks. Take care. And that's Kevin Ahern, the owner of Sage Middleton and I suppose a very important message from him because that's what they're seeing in Middleton this morning. They're seeing, we heard from one of the texters earlier saying that the Aaron in Middleton IT, which is one of many businesses just trying to help people do what they can. And it's a tough, tough, tough morning for everybody in East Cork, but they'll come back strong and they'll come back together. Joe O'Shea here sitting in for PJ this morning. Now, there's lots happening, lots of news, and we're going to bring it right up to date because it's believed, and we're going to get this confirmed, but it's believed that the Taoiseach, Leo Varadkar, is on his way to Cork as we speak. He's coming to look at the flood damage himself. And that's, if it does happen, it's good news uh, because at least we're going to have the eyes of the central government on what on Cork, on communities here, and hopefully, hopefully we'll have news about what they're calling humanitarian aid. And there's a lot of people out there this morning, a lot of people who couldn't get insurance because they're Houses were flooded before, the businesses were flooded before. Cork needs help, and hopefully Leo Varadkar is going to come down and have a look for himself. Now, the, uh, also the HSE have been on to us. This is an important clarification for people in East Cork. There had been uh, rumours or reports yesterday that patients in Middleton Community Hospital had to be moved from one area of the building to the other. Sorry, there were rumours that they had been evacuated, but they're actually, they were just moved from one area of the building to the other. The HSE is saying this because they want to assure family members that everybody is still at the hospital. They're in a different location in the hospital, but they're fine. They're they're good, they're being looked after. That's very important because, of course, we're still dealing with basically the aftermath of one of the worst days in, in living memory for Cork, really, an extreme weather event. So the Onakura Centre as well, there were six residents were safely moved from the centre. They're being supported by staff off-site. That's the HC, the Onakura Centre there. So people are being looked after, and that's important to know this morning because that's the most important thing we, you know, Communities, businesses will rebuild. Sarsfield GA will come back. 
devastating day for them yesterday. It's important to know right now, people are good, people are fine. Now, we were talking, we were hearing a lot, and it's it's good to hear about people who went the extra mile yesterday and actually went to a lot of trouble to help others. So we're going to talk to uh, Adrian Iranji. Uh, Adrian, good morning. Morning, Joe. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you this morning? I'm grand down in sunny Ballycotton. You wouldn't know what went on yesterday, yeah. 24 hours later. Yeah, isn't isn't that the strange thing? Because I'm I'm city centre myself. I live in the city centre near Barrack Street. And and for me, yesterday, apart from working for, for Cork Bio and, and reporting on this all day yesterday, some parts of Cork were fine. It was just a lot of rain, but other parts got absolutely hammered. And and you were out in the middle of that, weren't you? Yeah, um, by, by, by accident, really. I was yeah. just hitting off to the chemist. I didn't think like everybody else. I didn't think it was as bad as it was. And um, there's a particular road there from in near Garryville called Mons's Cross that goes pretty much straight to Ladies Bridge. Yeah. There is a big drain that goes down it. I have seen a flood, but this was a different level altogether. It was two kilometers of a river yeah. with boulders and all sorts of things in the middle of it. And, you know, once you make a decision to go through it, um, you kind of stick to it. Yeah. And halfway through it, there was some, came across a guy sitting in a BMW, scratching his head. Was I he said, was he in the BMW or on the BMW? He was, he was in it, and it actually right. turned out his name uh, was Peter Fergus, who had been down at Gary Vaux the night before for some awards for Irish Hotels. Okay, yeah, yeah. And he was driving to Galway. Yeah. Um, so I told him to cut a martyr, yeah. got him a number for a tow truck, and then I dropped him to Middleton to the train station. Wow. Stupidly, <laughs> I was about midday, there was a flood on the middle road, which I went through, and then I dropped him at the train station, and off I went. Yeah. And I realized afterwards that the trains were closed, we're closed and then literally yeah. Middleton then turned into flood, so I'd say he got stuck. Oh, God. Well, you you know, and we should say as well, because just to explain, you were in, you were, you were in a vehicle that is almost uniquely uh, handy in a situation like that yesterday, isn't it? It's a brand new Land Rover Discovery. Oh, yeah. Look, I have a Discovery that you yeah. can press the button and instead of it riding at normal height, it can go up extra height to, I don't know what the height is, but it was up to the lights yesterday anyway. Right. And, do you, and have a, do you have one of those snorkel exhausts on it? As no, well? I'm no? not one of those guys. Right. There were all those guys. All those guys were out as well. They love those 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 events. And yeah. anybody with a jeep yesterday was yeah. was helping. I told I helped somebody in Ballymaloo. I helped somebody near Whitegate, and yeah. I picked up three or four people that yeah. were stuck trying to get home last night. So yeah. my phone was my phone was hopping. Yeah, and and because this is like, this is accidental, isn't it? I mean, you didn't go out. To, you didn't put on your, your your cape yesterday and say I'm going off to. Save the people of East. No, you were I've going to the chemist, and, and you just went from one rescue situation to another. Six, I've been six since Friday with tonsillitis, and yesterday oh, was my first day out. Yeah, yeah. And but I had looked at. So there's a lot of people saying we'd no warnings or whatever. Look, mm. and there's just there's no blame game here. What what happened was a very localized, unique downpour, yeah. pretty much for East Cork. And I had looked on windy.com the night before. Yeah, and you can click a button on rain and it predicts the rain coming towards us mm. and there was this this massive black dot yeah. that had was predicted to come over us by six in the morning till probably midday mm. and that just caused major yeah. you know major amount of rainfall and I just saw something on social media there where Gary Vaux Hotel now is completely impassable and that's all the water draining out of the land yeah. down to the beach and I saw that yesterday evening you could go through it you can't go through it this morning. Yeah. So uh, it's 
still happening. It's you know? still happening because, of course, like, you know, I'm looking out the window here across Cork City and it's starting to clear up and it's been bright. But there's a huge amount of water after falling on hills, on mountains, on fields, and it's all got to make its way somehow down to the, down to the rivers and down to the seas. It's not the end of this today, isn't it? No, it's not, and there's, there's more rain predicted, um, um, you know, in the next couple of days yeah. as well, and yeah. it's only the start of it, really. When you when you turned up in your land in your in your disco uh, yesterday, and, and and people were there standing in the floodwaters, what what was the reaction? I suppose people were very happy to see you, were they? Well, my first question is, do do you want to get wet? And they go, <laughs> yeah. So they open up the door and get out. I press the button, open up the boot, and I had a tow rope already attached. Yeah. So they just grab it, put it on, and then you just tow people out to safety. I told one fellow all the way to his home in, in Shanagari because there's no way you're getting anywhere. But you're, you're talking about the vehicle now, you towed you tow the car out? Yeah. Oh yes, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. No, you don't tie the, the, the rope onto the guy and drag him through the floodwaters. Just well, well, no, it wasn't yeah. that bad. No, no, no. <laughs> my, my heart goes out to people in Middleton because yeah. uh, I, I do business in Middleton and I've seen it before. This was definitely a, a much higher level. Yeah, there was no stopping it. It came quick and it went quick. Yeah, that's the and thing, isn't it? It was it was almost like a, a thunder strike. In, in sorry, it just the it just the mill road was slightly flooded at yeah. twelve o'clock, yeah. and I drove through it. And the people in the pub were giving out to me because of the bow wave. Yeah, I just was trying to get rid of the guy who I didn't know who was in my car. Mm. Um, and um, went back out. So he he, I was trying to get him for the twelve o'clock train. And then literally one o'clock, that whole area, the whole sure. mill road turned into a river. Yeah, I know that people, like you said, people who are lucky enough to have vehicles who can handle this kind of thing, you know, like Land Rover Discovery and you know, the, the big Land Cruisers and all those. They were they were very busy yesterday because I know and I saw on social media there were people basically just dropping everything and getting out there and trying to help people any way they could. Yeah, and they're also, you know, they're taking a risk as well because, you know, it, it's not always the same depth everywhere and yeah. one false move there. And a petrol engine can get over flooding if you know what you're doing. You can, you know, free it up pretty quick, take out spark plugs yeah. and get it going. Diesel is a whole different story. Yeah. So any car that is diesel that got flooded and if they keep trying to start them, they're yeah. doing mass damage. Yes, yeah, yeah, I know. And there's a lot of people... Dealing with that this morning, and I suppose if your car was damaged, the, the best thing to do is talk to somebody who knows what they're talking about, and, and don't try and kind of like don't bump start it or, or you yeah. know um, because you cause more damage. There may be some hope. Flooded vehicles can be brought back. It's very difficult, but there, you know, the worst thing I suppose you can do is like just try and like keep turning the key until something happens. Yeah, and mm. it won't. It won't. Hydrolocked. So yeah. Okay. It. Yeah. Listen, I, it sounds like you had a very. Bi- are you are you over your sickness now? Are you over your tonsillitis? <laughs> Believe it or not, of waiting for your call all morning, I have to go up. I've had a roof leaking for the last few days, oh and I have to go up and fix it. <laughs> so that's my day today now, but we've had water okay. in the house all weekend. So. Okay, Adrian, listen, look after yourself on the roof. I mean, there's so many people in your situation all across Cork, Cork people repairing, clearing, you know, trying to, to make sense and trying to get things back in order. So, th- listen, thanks very yeah. much to talk. And okay. thanks, thanks as well for helping people yesterday. Yeah, no water. Thanks, Joe. Cheers. Okay, um, that's Adrian in Ballycotton there who was out in his Land Rover Discovery yesterday and I think maybe we'll all be driving four-wheel drives with Wade buttons on them pretty soon because of the way things are going. But we're going to talk to somebody else now because, again, we're kind of in the aftermath here and, and we're only kind of starting to process what happened yesterday. And lots of people, the people we're talking to this morning, you know, none of them 
are are asking to come on the radio and say how great they are and like that. But what 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 we're why we're talking to them is because out of what happened yesterday, we can get a sense of community and a sense of like you know who helped and and and, and how they helped. So we talked to uh, Killian Holland. Uh, good morning, Killian. Morning, Joe. How are things? You alright? Uh, I'm good. And more importantly, how are you this morning? Uh, not too bad. A bit, a bit rough and sore uh, from wading through water yesterday, but yeah. not too bad, all right, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Can you tell us what part of the country you're, you're down around Middleton? Yeah. I am. Yes, yeah. so I'm up in uh, Father Murphy Place. They're just behind the, the church on the lower side yeah. of the of the town, like you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, myself, my partner were, were in town early yesterday uh, in, inside in Cork City, and we were coming back just to uh, we were going in for breakfast to to come back, like you know. So yeah. we were coming up there by. Um, Middleton Park Hotel and sure it was chock-a-block with traffic there along the way uh, but we were on the other side of town we weren't even sure how we were going to get back mm. um, so we circled around by Tesco there and there, there's a large field across from, from Subway and the whole thing was, was basically a giant lake and the, the river had burst there like you know mm. and it was all the way up as far as the as the ditch there so we were able to circle around so when we finally got back anyway I, I felt like I, I should be able to do something because the, the people that are living at the end of our estate, they were actually lucky enough we're up on a hill um, yeah. but the people lower in the estate there, there's a lot of old folks there like you know so I went down to see could I kind of do anything there's um, there's a house there just on the corner uh, it's right next to the river as well and they've actually flooded a lot over the last couple of years but there was a bit of work went in there to, uh, to try and keep the water out there uh, garden, but I saw that they were under a bit of water. I tried to shout in, but there was nobody there as far as I could tell. Mm. So I started going up towards the town there. Um, and as you come around the corner, there's there's a small little lane, maybe ten, uh, maybe ten or twelve buildings back there from the uh, from the corner by Jameson. And I was able to cut through that lane there, but went up to about maybe chest height even there. Gotcha. And uh, up around by the granary, then it was it was very strange. It kind of went off. There was actually no water in in that corner. And then as you went back down towards Ornacora Pharmacy, it started to get deep there again. Um, but as I got around and onto the main street, there was just torrents of water, literally like a rapid almost, kind of travelling down there towards um, the butchers and the and the library there, like, you know. Hmm. But uh, there was some fire uh, fire brigades then, obviously, they were they were evacuating people there from the, the upstairs uh, apartments over the, the businesses there. So um, we were just trying to help them towards the uh, the fire engines there, and they were kind of shipping people out. Um, but yeah, it was it was amazing to see how many people were kind of getting involved. You know yeah. how how bad it was and everything. Everybody was out kind of in force to try and help as best they can. Like you know, Killian, how were you dressed? Because you're you're in freezing cold flood water up to your chest. How were you dressed? Yeah, so I was. I, I actually have um, kind of wet gear there. I, I do a lot of power was in my own place and stuff like that. Like you know, so I was kind of head to toe in wet gear. <laughs> what I didn't realise was that the the pants I had on was actually double lined. So the second I went over waistline, it actually started filling up. Brilliant. So I ended up abandoning that fairly quickly because it was going to drag me under water. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so it went up. Then uh, met uh, the coast guard and some other guys there above at um, up by super value and they said they were like you said they were starting to evacuate well what we thought they were just starting to evacuate the hospital behind mm. um so i was going to go back that way uh, just to see if i could kind of do anything along there but um they seemed to kind of have a fairly handle i met an older man then in uh, in like a rubber kayak uh, just by the back of the guard station there yeah. he said he could see two cars uh with their lights on but he couldn't see if there's anybody in there he just wasn't sure if he was going to get back out with the current so uh, he said if I thought it was safe, just to try and go down, just see if there was anybody in. So I got down as far as I could, uh, maybe again up to about chest height. I couldn't go any further. Yeah. But what I could see in, in the car facing towards me, the, the, the airbag had actually gone off. So, of course, I thought straight away, just there must be somebody in there. Yeah, like, there you yeah. know, but I, I couldn't go any further. Mm. I, like, I would have been swept away. But I was lucky there was another man came down in another kayak and he was actually able to check it out. So whoever was in there was able to leave. Nice. Um, so those cars were empty at least. Um, 
And uh, on the way back up to town, then I met two more men. They were trying to get down to the school because their kids were stuck inside in the school then as well. Uh, yeah. Which, you know, everybody's going on about, like, you know, it should have been a red warning and everything. And I suppose it should have, but, like, weather is so unpredictable, you just don't know, yeah. you know. Um, but there was a tractor came along then to try and get those kids over there, so they they got help. Yeah, and, uh, we, we talked, actually, I think that's the Educate Together school, isn't it? Because that's it, right, the that's man correct, in the tractor yeah. and trailer got through the floods and actually got the staff out out of the, of the school, which was, again, it's just, it's, it's just we're hearing so many of these stories where people just dropped everything and got whatever they could, whatever tools they had, whatever, you know, vehicles, if they had you know, a tractor and trailer that could get through, and they just went and helped, didn't they? I mean, you, you must have seen that yeah. everywhere yesterday. Yeah, I mean, I, there, there must have easily been a dozen tractors, trailers, everything, the whole lot inside in town. Oh, yesterday, you're shipping people from one place to another, I'd say, easily. Like, you know, I mean, there was just so much people kind of poured out to do anything they kind of could. And a lot of people couldn't, you know. I mean, people talk about, like, response time and this, that, and the other. Like, there was nothing could have stemmed this back. Yeah. Uh, you had water feeding in from up by Tesco's. You had uh, the, another part of the river done by my place. And then next to Jameson there, there's a park with, uh, like, a World War One memorial. That water then was up as far as the, the pillar caps up there. Like, you know, yeah. so, I mean, it was feeding from every part of the town completely. Like, yeah. there was no way of stemming this back. Yeah, that's what we, we were talking to Kevin O'Hearn in Sage uh, Restaurant, a famous Sage Restaurant in Middleton earlier. And he was saying that they were seeing water coming from places they'd never seen it come from before. That, you know, it, it, people were used to flooding in Middleton. They, the river comes up and you see it in certain parts and certainly they know that part of the town would be bad. But he, they were, people were seeing water yesterday coming from behind behind them, from the hills, from, from places they'd never seen it before. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like, I, I'm down here now six years. I mean, I'm only a blow-in, like, you know, but I mean, the most I've, of, of the flooding I've ever seen is down along by the old mill there where there's a, kind of a tidal bit of a, a, a lake almost kind of feeding out towards the sea. The most I've seen is you might see a foot there from time to time as the tide comes in there over the over the road. But uh, nothing like this I've ever seen before. And even, even kind of going back at news reports and when I was younger, I've never seen anything like this hit Middleton so hard, like, you yeah. know. There was a lady who was stuck behind uh, because her, the, her, behind an electric gate can you tell us about that? That's right. Yeah. So, so um, just um, just as we were kind of, going, I, I met a girl. I actually tried to get my kayak out. I, I went back home two or three times um, because they were kind of looking for different things, or whatever. I have a kayak myself, so I brought that out to uh, to see could I get down because they were talking about trying to evacuate people there from down by the Jameson Road, like you know, mm. because that's where it, it was the deepest. And I got up as far as the corner, and the 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 current just took. There was no way of kind of fighting against that. Like yeah. so, I dragged the kayak back and met another lady, then bringing her own kayak down uh, because she had a business down in town but she had a uh, car parked there just up by, I, I don't know, was it like an old cinema or something around by the corner yeah. car parked across near her, her she had a brand new car that was up there she wanted to check on it uh, I told her there's no way you'll get the kayak up where so I could walk up with her at least because at least if somebody's there with her like there's no point in going anywhere alone kind of thing like you know um, so we met her brother and a friend of his then up by that corner and there was a, a lady I'm not sure exactly where she was a foreign lady come out she lives in the um, the apartments there just across from uh, from Lidl and Aldi yeah. and uh, they have electric gate and the, the electricity was actually cut so she couldn't get in um, so we were kind of trying to figure out how to get her back basically back into her place and she met two or three other people from her building uh, I think as far as I know one of them had found out a way to kind of basically get over the wall get over the gate you know so right. they were kind of taken off that way and it, it started to get dark then at that point so we said there's no point going to treasure on the darkness like especially with no street lamps 
one of us is then going to end up getting sucked down or something yeah, like you know yes. kind of turned at that point like yeah. um, but yeah so as far as I know they, they got back in as well but there was people up in the balconies there as well just kind of keeping an eye out for everybody and things like that there, there was actually um, there's a lot of road works there the last maybe, couple of months along that stretch of road there yeah. and the loose gravel and sand and everything had been sucked out so there was actually three or four places there where there was a huge drop and um, the lady who I met before we got to them uh, she said that he'd stepped down and actually ended up almost going down to his head only for his friend being there being able to pull him back up he could have easily been swept yeah, away th- like, there's so. an important point to make like you, you uh, it sounds like you were taking care yesterday and you weren't taking risks because you were saying like when, once, once the, the current got too strong that was it you're not going in there and that's a sensible thing to do but for, for most people uh, and we had the fire uh, fire uh, brigade or, uh, service from Middleton the, the earlier saying please don't go into the into the floodwaters if there are any, any more today you know uh, you know, unless you're in a kind of a situation where you really need to get out of somewhere nah. Like, yeah, yeah it, and some people are, and that's understandable. But yeah. you know, I mean, I'm sure you saw stuff flowing around, floating around yesterday in those floodwaters that would were dangerous, basically. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like the first time I went up, so the the, the first time we left the house to go up town to try and see, there was um, um, a double sided or um, a double length um, bench actually was floating down the the, the road oh. towards me. Okay. So we were able to kind of push that to the side. And uh, when I was first going up, I met a man as well. He his son was trapped inside in his uh, in his van up by Supervalue. He was going to get him. But as we were going up that road, like so, there was the bench came down towards. We pushed that to the side. Um, there was. Um, four or five double-sided wheelie bins were floating down towards us and again we were trying to push them to the side the only thing was where that the, the, the roadworks and stuff were a lot of the barriers there kind of were making almost a chance so we were able to push like the bins and then the other kind of debris into there so at least they were being trapped and they weren't kind of going any further like you know but uh, the amount of rubbish and bags and everything that was floating through the, 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 the streets was just unbelievable because everything had tipped over and it, it, all the bins had basically emptied their entire loads all over the street like you know well it's 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 you know it seems miraculous to, to we have, we have had no reports and hopefully we won't get any, any of people being seriously injured or losing their lives yesterday because it, it was an extreme weather event but Killian in Middleton Killian Holland thank you very much for talking to us this morning and uh, take no care of yourself today thank you thank you you too take care thank you very uh, much bye bye Joe O'Shea sitting in for PJ Coogan this morning um, uh, we've been focusing a lot on Middleton because obviously East Cork are very very badly hit yesterday we've talked to people in Glanmire as well but we don't want to just focus on certain you know areas so if anybody went in Glanmire wants to give us a call or if you're elsewhere in this in Cork City or County and you had a ex- bad experience yesterday or had some experience in the floods please do get in touch you can call us on 0818969696 now one of the big questions this morning that everybody is asking about what help is on offer for the houses, for businesses that were damaged yesterday, for sports clubs, as we heard, Sarsfields got absolutely hammered yesterday. They've got a big rebuilding project ahead of them. There was a lot of damage caused yesterday, so we're going to talk now to Podrick O'Sullivan. He's the Fianna Fáil TD for Cork North Central. Good morning, Podrick. Morning, Joe. Good morning. First of all, that's a big question. We've heard about humanitarian assistance. Do you, do you have any details about this? Any idea about what kind of help is on the way? Yeah, so look, there is a humanitarian assistance fund there, and that has been, you know, there for a number of decades now. I believe it's over 30 years old, okay? Mm. Um, but the, 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 what I would argue, and I argued this with Michal Martin and Michael McGrath, Minister of Finance last night, that that scheme, you know, is old not fit for purpose and we need some kind of an enhanced scheme given the levels of devastation that people are experiencing. Uh, you mentioned Middleton which is completely devastated there's no other word for it. 
and I suppose parts of Glenmire, which have historically flooded, are, have been impacted again. And I suppose the reality is many of these businesses and homeowners just don't have flood insurance and don't have any type of insurance because of, I suppose, the legacy of flooding that they have experienced. So the scheme is there. Um, it's capped at about 5,000 for structural funds, um, but it's means tested and essentially... You know, um, you can get up to 100% funding for, for refurbishment works and, and tidying up and stuff, but it's capped depending on your, uh, it, sorry, it, it, it decreases with the greater that your income is. So yeah. it's up to 100% funding, up to 30,000 euros. Um, but then as you, your salary increases or your household income increases, it decreases by a percent per additional thousand. So, um, so 30,000 is, is the total amount that, that you can, you can apply for basically. Yeah, well, well, thirty thousand for an individual household individual and fifty thousand for a, a, a couple. Yeah, and so um, if you have so a business, you, yeah. sorry, no, I know this is complicated, but we'll try and we'll try and break yeah. it down. And I appreciate you doing it for us. If you have a business uh, that's been hit by the badly hit, you can uh, fifty thousand is the level you can go to, is it, or is this no, just at the mo- No, see, this is the thing. So the humanitarian assistance fund is specifically there for people in households. Yeah. We'll say. Um, but the business scheme is yet to open. The business scheme has to be approved by cabinet. So the next cabinet meeting will be probably Monday or Tuesday next week. Um, and th- those business grants are always opened. Like we had one in Donegal, I think back in 15, um, that, that they open up, but they require cabinet approval as far as I'm aware. But the cabinet isn't meeting until next week and you'll understand this because there'll be a lot of people out there going, listen, next week is not any good for us. We need to know about this now. Yeah. What is this? Because you talked to the Tonish last night and I think you said you talked to, to the Minister for Finance. What's the urgency yeah. here? What's the level? Are, like, are, are, we, are people going to have to wait until next week until people, the, the cabinet can sit down around the table? Well, that's my understanding on the business side, but the yeah. humanitarian assistance fund is open now. But like Michael McGrath, uh, the Minister of Finance, yeah. is is going to be in, in East Cork today and he's coming into Glanmire to meet affected householders with me. And, and I know that you had Keith on from SARS there earlier. Yeah. I was on Keith after you interviewed him and Michael is going to meet um, with SARS as well and other people that that we come across just to talk about, I suppose, the supports that they feel that they, that, that, that they need at this time. Yeah, is there a sense of urgency around getting people help? For instance, we we've heard there there are there are kind of like is a speculation going around that the Taoiseach might visit Cork today. Do you have you heard anything about that? Well, I was listening to another radio station there a while ago, and he he has confirmed that he's due to go mm-hmm. to East Cork. I think with the minister for the OPW, Patrick O'Donovan, at some stage today. So yeah, yeah that's my understanding. That's going to happen. I just say, Joe, the people. Yeah. People have been very good. Like I was just off the phone there to a, a, a local builder who's providing a skip for a housing estate, you know, to help with the clean up. Mm-hmm. Um, pe- people have been very good and, and supportive, you know, right across the community. Um, and I understand the same is true in East Cork. So, um, you know, it is all shoulders to the wheel and just trying to, I suppose, initiate the clean up at the moment. Yes. Um, I, I, but, I but that fund will be there for people. Yeah, I understand, yeah. but, but you you understand as well. There is there are people in, in lots of people in Cork who can't insure their houses because they were flooded before. Um, do we need to look at a special insurance fund where we can get people some sort of cover? Uh, because it is done in other countries where it might be slightly more expensive, but it, it'll be also it'll have to be homes will have to be assessed and all that kind of stuff. But is it is it fair to just say to people, listen, sorry? where your house is floods so you're not going to get any insurance you're on your own on this is there anything that can be done in that direction 
no, this is something I would have spoken about in the Dáil about two years ago because, yeah. as I said, like Glenmore now, for example, we've had three flooding events in the last 12 years. So mm. people speak about one in a hundred year events. We, we've had three in just over a decade. Yeah. Um, I've spoken to business people in Blackpool. They're the same multiple occasions. And what I would argue and what I've argued in the Dáil over the last few years is anywhere, particularly where there's a flood prevention scheme in place, like you look at Malone from I, um, who are relatively well protected over the last 48 hours, those schemes are there, they're functioning, they're protecting people, but people still around those schemes find it virtually impossible to get insurance and that's that just can't continue, no. particularly where there's functioning flood, uh, flood defences. Uh, people have to be given some kind of cover and protection. Listen, we're, we're in, we're, it's very early days, we're in the aftermath here and I appreciate you taking the time to talk to us this morning, but can we, can we talk about the future? Because are we in a situation now where Ireland has to take the climate emergency seriously to look at flood defences to kind of we are going to see extreme weather events in the future do we need to start thinking about that and planning for the future but, but look to a large extent i think we're doing that with the climate action bill and all that mm. legislation has been passed in the two years the last two years but like we go back to flood prevention glenmire unfortunately you know after nearly 15 years of fighting for our flood prevention scheme Sorensons have, you know, in, initiated that earlier this year. They're working there a few months, but that's a two-year program to finish the works. But I look at other parts of the city. I look in the city centre, and I look in Blackpool in particular, where flood prevention schemes are being held up with, you know, judicial reviews and yeah. you know various difficulties in planning. And like ultimately, there's people's lives on the line here and their their livelihoods. And you know, um, I'm not saying that you just get on and you, you railroad through. Um, you know, there's genuine concerns, environmental concerns, and habitat concerns that have to be dealt with, of course. But I do believe that there's towns. I was talking to a man from Bandon this morning who said, you know, Bandon have has had its own critics about the type of flood prevention scheme that's been implemented there. But at the same time, nobody in Bandon flooded last night. Yeah. You know, or very few people that I'm aware of. So. I think we need to find a balance, you know, where we get people the reassurance that they need that they can go to bed at night and not be waking up to pools of water, you know, the following morning. I, I think the people, people in Glanmire, uh, especially, will be asking a lot of questions this morning, and and they're right to as well because, as you say, there is a plan in place, work has started, but it, it just seems that. We need a sense of urgency around this now and we really, really need to start taking it seriously because, as you said as well, these used to be once in a, in a, in a, in a century events and they just seem, it's going to happen more often, isn't it? Oh, undoubtedly. And look, I'm only, a, I'm a councillor since 2014. This yeah. is my second flooding event in Glanmire. I'm a resident in Glanmire, but I know that, you know, since 2012, this is our third attempt. And it's the same people, it's the same businesses, it's mm. the same households under threat. And I just don't think that's fair and sustainable on those people. So but the, 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 the scheme in Sarensons did great work as well yesterday. I know there's stuff on social media showing the yes. work that they did and diverting flooding. To be fair, they were brilliant. Um, we saw that but, the, the digger that um, went in and cut a, a, cut a channel. Um, um, that 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 uh, made a big difference here yesterday, didn't? It? Oh, massive! And yeah. look, to be fair to them, you know, as I said, they're only a number of months into their own scheme. They're working mm-hmm. on a culvert below at Hazelwood Junction at the moment, and that's you know okay. um, been going on for the last few weeks. But okay. like, it's a two-year program there, Joe, yeah. and um, it just shows you the extent of the work that needs to be done, just okay. in Glanmire, but in other parts of the city and county as well. Okay, listen, um, Deputy O'Sullivan, thanks very much for talking to us this morning. 
Thank you. It's Joel Shea sitting in for PJ this morning. Uh, we obviously have been covering the flood all all morning. The floods yesterday. We know that basically half the government is on its way to Cork now at the moment. The Taoiseach is expected to be in Middleton uh, sometime around lunchtime today. So um, we're going to stay in Middleton because people who know the town and the f- town is famous for its food culture will know that there's a great restaurant in Middleton, Ferris and Lee. And we're talking to Pat Ferris. Or good morning, Pat. Hi, Joe, how are you? I'm good, uh, but you've had a very tough 48 hours, haven't you, Pat? Yeah, it's, um, it's been a shock. Um, it's kind of wearing off, the shock is wearing off now a bit, and it's a bit of reality. Um, yeah, the play the town is devastated. It's, it's like it has to go on here at the moment. Yeah. A lot of uh, fire brigade and a lot of health people on the street. Sorry, you know, it's scraping. Um, yeah, but everyone's after coming out and they're in their droves out to... Uh, help clear up the area, you know. But you, you're, your own business, Ferret and Lee, you're, you're close to the river there, aren't you? Yeah, we're quite close, like about 100 yards away. Yeah. Um, uh, and what happened yeah. yesterday? Well, I was, in, I was in work here at 7 o'clock in the morning and we have a backyard and, and the last time we had a flood about 8 years ago, the backyard is what caught us, like it, it came up through the drains and, and that's how we got into the, the restaurant. But, um, we were, I was watching the yard and it was up and um, one of our neighbours, um, Killian, uh, were watching his plate. It's a bit low lying, so we're kind of keeping an eye on it. But when the tide, when the high tide went around nine, half nine, it was, um, it, it receded again and it looked fine, you know, there's no, there's no alarm or anything like that. Uh, we had a big party in June for lunch. We're inside the kitchen getting ready first and like, for all, like, even though the town was, we heard a bit of flooding up the top of the town and stuff, that houses were starting to get flooded. But down this end, it didn't. There was no alarm. Like, there was nobody panicking. There was no sandbags. There was no nobody response ra- down this nobody end. Nobody ran into you and said, listen, there's trouble. That you, you were just working away in the kitchen. No, yeah, we were. Literally, I, about half twelve, I went up to the bathroom upstairs and I looked out and I saw the rivers after breaking the banks. <laughs> and um, so I came down and had a look and, and there's a puddle outside the restaurant with one gentleman already come into the group. Like, we were intended on feeding the group at that stage still, like, and... Um, kind of started to get worried it was coming up through the drains in front of the restaurant so um, yeah I was just talking to the neighbours and I goes I think we could be in trouble here and by the time I went back out to the front of the restaurant it was nearly too late the water had come up um, how yeah, sudden, it was fairly, how sudden fairly was fast. It? like it's about in space of 10-15 minutes we were we were overrun yeah. and how bad did it get I mean we saw some um, uh, Frightening videos from from Middleton yesterday. Cars floating down streets and stuff yeah. like that. Was it like that in front of your business? Yeah, there's a there's a there's a car um, broke down in the flood outside of our place, and it it, it was turned around. The water was lifted it and turned it around. Like there's cars floating down main streets. Like I, to be honest, you know, like we're we're our business is destroyed. Like you know, but like I feel it's I still went home and slept in my bed last night. You know, whereas yeah. you know, there's a lot of people. Like they they were leaving their houses last night, you know, were carrying their clothes and, and had to leave. So you know, we we get the visibility. You know, people look at us and they give us a lot of sympathy, and everybody's rallying around. There's loads of people showed up today to help. Yeah. But like, you know, at the end of the day, like it's a business. Like we we can businesses are like we'll bounce back and stuff like that. Like it's the homeowner, it's the homeowners and stuff like that. That's yeah. You know, it's a lot tougher. Um. Where do you start? I mean, you know, just even to just to, to come in, I'm, I'm sure you probably you you is it seen a devastation this morning? Was it? 
Oh, yeah. It's just like we, I think the, the water's up about three and a half feet inside in the restaurant. So, like, that we just really, we just newly renovated it last November. And, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a big job, a lot of effort, a lot of planning went into it. And, yeah. yeah. Are you insured? No, as far as I, as far as I know. Um, they don't give us full cover. I don't know why we have insurance when, like, you know, when you need insurance for something, that's a danger to you. Like, you know, and then they don't, but, you know, they tell you then you live near a river, so you can't get insurance. So The, the Taoiseach is probably going to be in Middleton at some stage, probably around lunchtime today. If you were talking mm-hmm. to Leo Varadkar, what would, what would be the first thing, what would, you, what would you say to him? What do you need? What does Middleton need? Well, like... This, like, we can go off now, we we can rebuild, we can, they can give us money, we can, we like, you know, they can help us out that way. Like, and again, I'll just reiterate, it's the homeowners that are going to be forgotten about in this kind of scenario. Like, people are around, rallying around us, like, there's hundreds of homes that are devastated. Um, but, um, like, if the teacher, like, there's no, there's no guarantee that, um, there's no guarantee, like, we can fix this place up. Like, it could happen again next week, it could happen next month, it could happen next year. Mm. You know, there, there's nothing stopping that water. Like, the, the water was coming up through the drains in the kitchen, in the restaurant. Um, you know, so, like, where is the, you know, confidence that, like, this won't happen again? Mm. And I don't know where that comes from, because it's, it, it's, multi, it's, either you can build walls, you can build a wall all the way down, down along the river, but mm. at the end of the day, it came up through the drains, and um, that's kind of what caught us. The drains, you know. So, yeah. um, look how do how do you contain that level of water? The whole town was destroyed. The whole town was just a river. The, the river broke the banks on both sides, and it met in the main street and just slowed down towards our area. So, like we had kind of the deepest area then where the two rivers met. It was just like like we left the restaurant yesterday, um, with the water was up our our waist, yeah. and we had to wade out to the you know, to a river, basically, like, so. Yeah. And you had flood, you had sandbags around it, or did you get sandbags? There's no case? sandbags around. No? So it's like, like, look, I don't want to be picking on the council leader if they're dragged all over the East Cork, you know, there's yeah. a lot going on. And, yeah. um, like, but generally, like, the, the park next to us has a gap in the wall that they put in recently, and um, they usually have that sandbagged up if there's a, if there's a yellow warning or there's a bed, mm. any kind of a... a, a, a uh, any warning at all that's like the pump is manned and whatever but it wasn't there's no alarm like there's no sandbags there there's yeah. like people were looking for sandbags and couldn't get sandbags anywhere look at the end of the day the sandbags wouldn't have kept it out yeah it, it, it like, doesn't look doesn't look like it, it would have yeah. um, it's it just look I don't know you can call it it didn't feel like a freak event to me it just felt like a couple of wet days like it wasn't it wasn't like didn't feel like uh, you know we weren't under alarm like you know yeah. there was no sense of like danger or anything like that like you know but it kind of came fast and the high tide had passed at this stage, and we thought we were over the worst of it. And yeah. like twelve o'clock, between twelve and one o'clock, the whole town was covered. Like you know, it yeah. was. Uh, yeah, I know. Met Aaron are saying this morning they're going to review their warnings. They're going to say they're going to do less yellow warnings because they think that maybe the thinking is that there's too many warnings and people are getting kind of complacent and go, ah, sure, it's another warning, but we'll be fine. But do you? Is it something? <laughs> Looking at it yourself, do you, you're going to reopen, you're going to rebuild. Is it, that's your plan? Well, yeah. Look, we've got a good team behind us, good staff. Yeah. Like, like it'd be a shame not to. You know, we yeah. great. We had a great. Like, we've we through a lot of ups and downs. We only we only took over restaurant seven years ago, and mm. you know, we're dealing with COVID, and I suppose we had dealing with the inflation and VATICS and just constant. It's constant. There's always something, and um, it's tough. Like, yeah. it's not. Well, 
I know you've got a great you've got a great place there, and I, you won't remember this, but I was there when you opened or when you started seven years ago because Board Falls you had a little kind of a conference or a coffee morning there, and I went along to oh, okay. for, for local yeah. businesses. And listen, I know people know Ferret and Lee. Uh, and I know that when you do reopen, there will be support there for you, and uh, people will come around, and, and you know there'll be better times ahead. I, I'm sure for you, and I appreciate you talking to us this morning. And uh, I know you're busy. Oh, look, thanks for taking the call. Yeah, yeah. just uh, yeah. Look, we can do with any uh, get any publicity we can or help we can for the yeah. town, whatever. <coughs> okay, well, listen. Okay. Thanks very much, and then the best of luck with what you've got to face over the next few days. Thank okay. you. Okay, thanks very much. Thanks. Now, one of the one of the unusual things about. Um, the flooding yesterday is we saw flooding in places that doesn't normally that never really get flooding before and we we saw people talking about water coming from all directions uh kinsale also had some flooding yesterday and ken buckley is the owner of the gallery art shop in kinsale and people will know that art shop is a very well known business they had to close their business but i think uh, ken you you were luckier than most yesterday were you morning joe oh, it's very lucky yeah and it's a great relief and uh, the insurer other callers are absolutely sympathised with everybody who was uh, severely affected by the flooding. It's, it's an awful thing to experience. We The water didn't come into my premises, thank God. Um, we had a flood barrier uh, installed in the front of the, the premises, mm. and due to flooding in the past, our floor is elevated, um, so the flood barrier stopped the bit of water that did come up above the level, um, so it was a huge relief. Um, I was flooded as a business before I was started my business in the city and when the ESB dam burst all those yeah. years ago and the city was flooded uh, I had a premises wiped out so I completely sympathise with your previous caller there and your, your other callers it, it's an awful trauma to, to deal with and try to recover your, your premises and you have no insurance and, and everything that goes with it so yes, thankfully yesterday Joe the street flooded or the area that we were in flooded uh, thankfully, we had preventative uh, measures in place, and the, the water didn't come in. So I was very lucky that in that regard. Yeah, the Market Square got a, got a, a bad hit, though, did it? Uh, it did. Market Square got it the worst. And then um, another thing that was lucky for me, where I am in um, Market Key, is that's after being pedestrianised, so there's no traffic going through. The big problem yesterday in Market Square was uh, cars going up and down, creating the wave effect, oh, yeah. and that pushed the water into the premises. Now, there's nothing you can do about that. People have to drive wherever they're going, but but that's what really poured the water into the uh, the premises there. So we got we got away lightly, um, but yeah, Market Square and I presume Pierce Street around to Pierce Street as well. They were probably got uh, flooding there as well. Yeah. Um, and the last time they had such flooding like that was 2015. There was a culvert um, wasn't cleared. The grid on the culvert um, was full of blocked yeah. and all the water poured down. So that was the last time they would have got flooding there. And that, um, that problem was remedied that the council keep that grid uh, clear all the time. So to be honest, I don't know what happened yesterday. I was listening to all your callers there. It just happened so fast. Yeah. 
uh, and came along so fast. I don't know if there's anything that could have been done to stop well, it or prevent it. What happened was, I mean, it's simple enough. We got a month's rainfall in 24 hours. I mean, it's it, it, normally the October average rainfall for Cork is 140 millimetres. And I looked this up yesterday. And we got yeah. that in, in, in just over 24 hours. It, 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 you, the, the, in the US, they call them weather bombs. You know, it's basically like a, a rain bomb explodes over an area and it just comes down. But there are, I, I, I believe in Kinsale there were problems and I know this has happened elsewhere as well. And we're not trying to play the blame game this morning because it's far too early to do any of that kind of stuff. And there will be an inquest and people will learn Absolutely. lessons. This. But drains in Cork City. I know myself in my own area down around Douglas Street, where I'm from, where I grew up, where I live. I see drains blocked there, and I see water building up over that. Was that the case? Do you think in, in Kinsale were there problems with the drains yesterday? Yeah, I like. I I don't want to be um, taking a guess, no. But I, I'd imagine the drains had something to do with it. Mm. Like you, you speak about the city there. Now I was up in the city um, three or four evenings ago, and I seen the council. Uh, clearing out the drains on the link road because I knew there was problems there with uh, flooding. And yesterday, when the flooding started, there was comes people came in and did stick a stick down the drains or whatever, yeah. and the water um, level went down. And then when it was cleared, when I was leaving Kintail uh, that day, I seen um, kind of stacks of mud and leaves and stuff next to the drains, like they were just cleaned out. Mm. So it's a possibility, but like that, not being involved in cleaning out the drains or knowing anything about the drains, uh, I wouldn't want to be saying that was the ultimate yeah. thing. As you said, it's a weather bomb. But it could it could have a big thing in it. Yeah, mm. I definitely look forward to the... Um, to the council when they do their report and their committee and their audit, what they're what they're taking at that would be very in- interesting information to hear. Yeah, actually, you mentioned this the 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 uh, the, the South Ring Road or the South Link Road yesterday. I was watching the Dunkettle traffic cameras, the live cameras, and they were showing the Bloomfield interchange yesterday. And there's a, a link road coming down down in front of Rochestown Hotel onto the South Link, and I was watching a guy who par- drove up, parked his van where there was flooding and there was spot flooding and there were cars speeding through with waves going everywhere, very dangerous. And I watched a guy for 20 minutes in high-vis rain in the middle of all of this yesterday happening and with a, sh- a, a stick or a shovel or some sort of thing and he cleared the drain and he was there for 20 minutes. I don't know who he was, but he's a hero, whoever he is, because the cars were flying past him and he was out there in terrible conditions. So I suppose there were... There was lots of people like that there yesterday, wasn't there? There was people from the council all over Cork who were doing their best in very difficult conditions. There, there was, yeah. I mean, like, so, I mean, I absolutely commend the council because when you have an incident like that and you have so many towns in Cork County, such a big, large area, to have a, a, an emergency response like that is very difficult to navigate. So absolutely commend the people that came out and the people that volunteered, like you're the mm. callers there, <coughs> that just put themselves on the, on the front line and done what they could for people. And when you mentioned Market Square there, I was talking to one trader who said uh, somebody came from the council and they went back to shore outside their place and the water dropped. So, like, we would be under the impression that the shores are an important aspect of the flooding that happened in Kintel. But we could be wrong. You know, we're not experts in it. Um, But we're just under the impression... I don't know, maybe they need to start clearing the shores uh, once a week when we get into October... Yeah. Uh, for for the, through the months, the winter months, just to prevent this kind of thing. I don't know. As I right. said, no, we'll hopefully learn lots of lessons, and um, I know the council will do a very good audit on it and yeah. improve their response. Things have improved immensely the last number of years 
regards or response to these kind of incidents. Um, so I'm sure they'd, they'd find more room for improvement. We're just going to have to get better at it, aren't we? Um, because that's the, that's the world we live in now today. Uh, and we saw an I, extreme weather event yesterday in Cork. I think so, Joe, yeah. I, like, I witnessed um, the square flooding in real time because I had a delivery come at 12 o'clock, so I had to go to my premises out onto uh, Barry's Place, which is by the tourist office, and I seen the water gather there, which I'd never seen before, and I said I'd just make a little video for social media, put up onto our, our Twitter, or at Gallery Can Sail, and when I was standing there, it started coming up towards my feet, and I had to step back, and in the space of five minutes, then it started pouring over the footpath into um, Marcus Key, where my premises is, and I didn't think, oh my God, this is going to flood. I just thought, oh, that's unusual. And in, in the space of five minutes, there was a stream going past my door. Um, so overall, in the space of 15 minutes, I watched the water rise and flood into Market Square and become a stream. So, like, yeah, every caller is kind of saying the same. The, the speed at which it happened was just incredible. I've never seen anything like that, you know? Yeah. Well, you're, Ken, in the, uh, in the, you're, you're open for business today, are you? We are, yeah, we're open at 12 o'clock. I just wanted to give the roads uh, time to to to, <laughs> to drain off a bit. <laughs> yeah. uh, okay. So we're open at 12 o'clock. So yeah, if anybody uh, is coming out to Kinsale, there's fantastic businesses down there. We could all do with their, uh, their, with support. their support. I'm glad you had, a, you had a, a, a better day than most yesterday. Ken, thanks for talking to us this morning. Thank you, Joe. And well done on the show. You've given great information this morning and uh, we really appreciate that. Cheers. Take Thank care. You. Thank you. It's Joe Shea sitting in for PJ this morning. Um, of course, all we're talking about, because it's all anybody is talking about across Cork and across the country and it's gone international as well as the extreme weather event that we saw yesterday that caused devastation in places like Glanmire, in places like Middleton, Castle Martyr. They just got hammered. So... There's going to be a, a, a there's going to be a lot of questions asked about what happened yesterday. There's going to be a big inquest, and there's going to be lessons learned, hopefully. But there are people asking, understandably, they're asking basic questions. So, Jur uh, is on the line with us. Jur, what's the question you're asking this morning? Jur, yes, sir. How you keeping? Uh, I heard you talking about drains and things. There, better yeah. go on the show, you know. Yeah. Now, yes, the drains in Cork have to have a big factor in this. It really, really have to because. This is not the first time, you know what I mean, and that the drains weren't empty. Like, they might clean them maybe twice a year or something, whatever. But this time of the year, in the winter, we just say, if we'd say from autumn right up to April, we'd say, the drains should be cleaned every week. Now, I'm not blaming the city council because they're understaffed. Yeah. They are understaffed. There's so many drains out there. They're cleaning the streets. They're doing this. They're doing that. There is a way around, around this. There is a big way around this. There's enough young people on the exchange there, right? Mm. Up their dole, up their dole to another thirty euros. Employing for two mornings with uh, two mornings a week to go around cleaning the drains. It gives them a chance to get back to a bit of work and things like that as well. Yeah. You know what I mean? So like you don't have to rely on the council. The council can do go and do what they're supposed to be doing. Everybody blames the council for this and that and that. No, I'm not working in the council, and I've nothing to do with the council. Mm. I feel sorry for the council because they're understaffed. Yeah. They're really on the start because there's too much drains out there. There's too many trees out there. They're full with leaves. They're full with muck. They're full with this. How many drains can the council clean the day? But let me tell you, how many people on the door will get the drains, the drains cleaned throughout the week? Sure, it's, it's, a, it's a dirty job, though. I mean, or would, 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 would you have people volunteering to do it if you said to somebody, you don't, we'll you give don't, you an extra you don't volunteer. You don't volunteer. You, you take hungry. Yeah. Okay, you're on the exchange over in Hungary, right? Yeah. If you don't get a job in 12 months, you're sent off the exchange. You have to go find a job. 
Yeah. You know, but if you said to people, like, do, do you think like, you, make, you, it, make it, make it, make it, make it a law? We'd say yeah. bring it in for the whole of Ireland. Yeah. Right. Like, like, okay, they can't get other jobs, but yet the content can supply jobs for them, like cleaning up the streets, yeah. cleaning the drains, up their bill money, and that's their job to them. Uh, well, they're off the door then, if they're off the door then, you know? I lived in South East London for, for, for quite a while there, a few years ago, and we used to see community service crews would be out, and they'd be in wearing these kind of yellow and orange jackets, and it basically was people who kind of low-level crime, you know, petty crime or fines that they hadn't paid or stuff like that. And they'd be out cleaning graffiti, doing some work in parks and stuff like that, and, and it seemed to work very well. I, I don't think we do that here. Do you think that's something we could look at as well, of getting, like if you do... If of course you have, it is. Yeah. yeah. Of course it is. I agree, I agree with you 100%. Yeah. But again, Again, look at the employment, the unemployment that's in Cork City at the moment. Look at that in, in Ireland, we'd say, right? Okay, look at the refugees that are coming in. A lot of people are complaining about the refugees. They're getting money, they're getting aid, they're getting this. Get them out in the streets, clean the shores, clean this, clean that. You know what I mean? And people might stop cribbing. Yeah. It's just a thought, it's just a thought that I okay. had. Don't, All right. don't, 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 play, don't, play, don't blame the, the council, you know? Yeah. Okay, Jarison, thanks, Roger, for, uh, for calling in this morning. We'll talk to Hilary Cronin now, because Hilary's got a concern as well. And one of the things that a lot of people were asking about yesterday, you know, the schools were open and, pe- and people were traveling to schools. And also, a lot of people had to rush to get uh, their kids out of school. So, Hilary, what are your thoughts this morning on this? Yeah, that was just yesterday ring in the midst of it because I noticed online particularly that there was messages going out, school buses were cancelled, yeah. parents were being encouraged to collect their children early. I just don't think the schools realised, I'm not blaming the schools, but I just don't think they realised and we need to figure that out because it was actually so dangerous. We're really lucky in East Cork that nobody died yesterday. Yeah. Um, Support to the water, I mean, yeah. there, was, there was young kids, young kids, like there was a nine-year-old and a 12-year-old in Middleton that were ended up stuck in the train station and they couldn't get out of it, you know, on their own. Yeah. I mean, you know, just in terms of this, like, it's, um, again, it's just about the, the coordinated response. When, now it got bad really, really quickly. Mm. But I'm just saying today, okay, the blame game is another issue altogether. I think today what we need to focus on is helping yeah. the towns, the villages, the businesses, the homes, the people. And, like, there's plenty of people helping here in Middleton today. They need skips, they need wheelie bins, they need towels, they need gloves, they need brushes. So if anybody has any of that sort of stuff, you know, bring it to the towns and villages. Mogili, Castle Martyr, I'm sure, in the same situation. So that's what I'd like to encourage today. Why it happened, how it happened, and how we could have better had a response to it. Yes, has to be discussed, but right now, today, I think the priority is helping Helping all of these people get back on their feet, and that, I think, is the priority. But, Hilary, do you think it's the case that we don't take extreme weather events seriously in this country because we don't see a lot of extreme weather, and maybe that's something we're going to have to start taking seriously? Yeah, look, we, we, look what happened here yesterday. Like, it, it, it was catastrophic. I mean, you can't, I'm here in Middleton today. It's a beautiful day, right? I'm looking around going, if anybody walks down here today, they'll go, what are they giving out about? It's beautiful. I know. <laughs> but it was catastrophic. It happened so quickly. Yeah. You know, the videos are there to show we're not used to it. No, we have no idea. Like, we don't. I mean, and that's the reality. And unfortunately... It is something that all of us, including the people themselves, the government, the councils, everybody, we have to get our heads around this and say this is a risk going forward. We need to understand how you deal with these sorts of emergencies. Yeah. 
Because I know, I know um, in, in places that, that do have extreme weather events, and even in Europe, you know, we're talking about yeah. places like Greece and, and, and Italy and Spain, and we've seen, seen terrible videos, you know, on social yeah. media of, you know, cars being swept down rivers in Spain, and we're going, oh my God, isn't that terrible? It never happened here. And we saw it happen yesterday. Yeah. But I know in those yeah. countries, they have like basically a very careful alarm system which yeah. on certain levels which if it gets to orange if it gets to red everybody knows what's, what to do everybody knows what's, what to do and everybody finds out about it very quickly it felt yesterday that you know and again not blaming people it felt like it came out of the blue and maybe the warning wasn't there or we weren't taking it serious, seriously enough. Maybe we're all to blame for not taking, taking it seriously enough. Well, look, I mean, look, I, I do believe that um, I believe in people power and I believe we all have a responsibility. Yeah. And I do believe that. But at the, at the same time, we do have to be guided. Um, so I think the communication of an emergency response, you know, severe weather emergency response is something that is going to have to happen. Um, it is something we're going to have to learn because, unfortunately, Ireland is not going to escape it anymore. No, we, we're we, we were very lucky. I mean, we, we've, we've had a long history of having, you know, a stable stable climate and not having severe weather. Mm. And that was one of the joys of living here is you could always depend on it just being, you know, soft days and all the rest of it. But unfortunately, the reality is that's not the case anymore. So we do have to change and um, we're all going to have to change. And, and it was, to be fair, it was an orange warning. It probably should have been red, absolutely, because there was a risk to life. Yesterday, yeah. and we're just lucky we got away with it. Yes. Um, I don't know if anybody could have predicted it, Joe, to be honest. I mean, like Mogili Village, like the, the river like that was flowing through Mogili Village, it was just incredible. Was. You know, it was incredible. I sat in the middle of it, just looking and going, where the hell did this come from? Yeah. You know? Yeah. Hilary, listen, so, thanks very much. We're going no to move on because there's lots of people. Yeah. I appreciate but it very I, I much just ask people to help you know to bring yeah. what they can and, and I think resources like that gloves and bags and, and towels and the other thing is just to say Middleton Main Street is now closed again just now they've stopped traffic going down the, the lower side of the town right. so if you're driving there's no point in driving into Middleton Town City Centre itself at the moment because so you're only just going to cause chaos Thank you. Go to the outside. That's All good right, to thanks. know. Thanks, Hilary. Cheers. Now, Finbar is in Glanmire, and Finbar, I think you want to make a point about what happened maybe the day before the rain happened. Yes, sure. Uh, there's a few points there. Um, my good friend, Keith McKay, the chairman of the club, he was on early, he kind of summed it up. Yeah. But there's a few points that need to be um, pinpointed, right? In the village of Glanmire, right? I'm in Glanmire now 17 years, right? I'm originally from Banlock, Douglas. But in the village of Glanmire, we're surrounded by water, right? Now, on, on a constant basis, right, that, which I've never seen in the 17 years I'm down there, that river, in, in, we'll say, in good weather, in the summertime and so forth, it needs to be dredged. It needs to be physically seen where, like, I, I've, I've been in the river, I've actually walked it, and it's no, it's no, like, it's no, it's no higher than my boot. Mm. So, like, you need, we need, and I think it's the county council, I know they're flat out, or the corporation, but we actually need to see people in there with diggers digging it deeper so that it can take the volume of water of what we've seen yesterday. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I, I was looking at you. You know, Doug, there's a park in Douglas behind the I know it well. Yeah. I know it well. And I they put well. in a big culvert in there and it I worked well. yesterday. Yeah. It worked. Yeah. And it, it worked. It, and, and I was just looking at, a, at the video of the, the volume of water going down that culvert because yeah. I go there with my daughter and most of the time it's just a little trickle going and you're kind of yeah. thinking, why did they put that big concrete thing there? We didn't, didn't need that. You know, and then you saw yesterday why we need proper culverting. But Joe, you know, just one one point there, like Saracens, you know, the building crowd, they were there yesterday for the relief, right? Yeah. They put up barriers going into Crestfield Shopping Centre, right? Now, for people that know the Crestfield Shopping Centre, on one side of the bridge, the ground is slightly higher. Yeah. Where super value is, they're fine. 
on Jada's side then, right, you have she's butchers, Apache Pizza, the bookies, the library, the funeral home. They're all they're all completely destroyed now as mm. as I speak this morning. A friend of mine said a photograph there a while ago. It's a complete mess. Yeah. A complete mess. But only Forest Saracen doing what they've done. Yeah. It, it helped a little, but it couldn't stop the, the volume of water in Glenmore yesterday. Another, I know Milton were badly hit and other villages, but what hit Glenmore yesterday was just, yeah. you couldn't foresee it coming, do you know? But you're talking about that guy in the digger who cut the channel. Um, cut the who, channel, yeah. yeah. And it, like, do it, do it, no, do it this time of year, do it in the summertime yeah. when, the, when the water's low and there's, there's not much water in it. So it's, it's really about, it's about being, being proactive. And, proactive, yeah. yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah. Like Joe, you only mm. mentioned yourself there five mm. minutes ago, we have to be more hands-on, mm. you know, like I'm sure the people at Glenmire, I, I do it myself happily, just help out where we can, yeah. you know, and do what we can. Like I had friends there now yesterday stuck, I had a friend up in downtown, um, up by here and so on, just I, like he's not an elderly man by any chance, but I gave him a ring just to see if he was okay, you know. Yeah. I'm lucky enough to have a four by four, and I said, Are you stuck for a bottle of milk, bag of coal, yeah. loaf of bread? He said, I'm up in the roof, they have a leak in the roof. I said, Do you want the hand? He said, No. I said, While you're doing that, will I go to the shop and get your bottle of milk? Do you know, just as you said, yeah. proactive, just be more helpful like yeah. that, you know. And we but know we, we know that people in Glanmire, all over Glanmire, came to like got got help to people that needed it yeah. yesterday. Yeah, like, yeah. like, like. It's in it's in it's in the wording itself. We are a village, Glenmire yeah. Village. So a lot of people know each other. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But we, like we're all very connected. But Joe, just one final point. Yeah. When I was younger, growing up in Banlock, right? Yeah. There was a machine you saw was going down my road with the bristles on it and, and a hose, and it lifted the shores, it sucked up the leaves, and sucked up the stuff that yeah. silt and the dirt that was in. I don't see those. I don't, I don't know if they were the contract or is it, there's no money there or whatever. But if they were actively seen going around, not yeah. just Glenmire or the towns and villages around the area. It would have made a huge difference to what happened oh, well, yesterday. Listen, I live, in the city, I live in the city centre. I live down in Barrick Street area. And I, I, see grass, I see grass growing out of gullies sometimes, yeah, out of drains. And you kind of and like, I, I'm on Barnavanna Hill there now in yeah. Glenmire. Luckily enough, we're on the hill. We didn't, we didn't see. We didn't, it didn't affect us that much. But what came down the hill yesterday? Yeah. Jesus, I mean, water, it was water. just frightening. Like, yeah. Rocks, not stones, rocks yeah. rolling down the hill. Yeah. And like, I saw it flying over the gullies then because you said they were overgrown or dried up or, you know, full. And if you had that machine just to help, like all the small things help, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And things like that, you know, just a bit more active, you know? Okay, Finbar, listen, thanks very much for for talking to us today. Thank you. Joe O'Shea sitting in for PJ Coogan this uh, very busy morning across Cork after the devastation we saw yesterday. And we're going to keep focusing on that because there's no bigger story and there hasn't been for a while in Cork. Laura Cashman-Morin is the manager of Ballycidi Cafe in Middleton. Good morning, Laura. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, more importantly, how are you and how's Middleton now? Um, It's very sad down there, but the community is amazing, the way they're coming together. Um, The business owners are getting fed, there's people jumping in, helping out clean out shops. Um, The community in Middleton has always been incredible. Mm, Yeah, and you had, how, how was your business affected yesterday? Did you, first of all, did you see any flooding at all? We were okay where we were, but we had many families. We had many people in that couldn't get home. So we ended up staying open quite later into the evening um, to make sure they were all safe and sound. So you had you were kind of like a, an impromptu storm shelter yesterday evening? If you want to put it that way, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I hope you kept the, uh, the coffee, the tea, the sandwiches coming out from the kitchen, did you? 
Oh, absolutely. And they're still coming out today. I'm literally on the way back down now with soup and sandwiches this minute. That's great. What about your staff? I mean, they're living around the area. Did anybody, were any of them, uh, did they, their homes get affected at all? Unfortunately, yes. Right. Yeah, there was a few sad stories there, but the team here in Bally CD are fantastic. We've all rallied together and they're doing absolutely fine. Yeah. You know, the Taoiseach is, is on his way to Middleton and will probably be there around one or two today. Um, if you were talking to Leo Varadkar, if, what, what, would you, what would you be saying to him? What do you think, what does Middleton, what does East Cork, because we keep talking about Middleton, but we've got to remember there's other areas of East Cork, Castle Martyr, Mogili, got very badly affected, Glamire got very badly affected. What would you say to the Taoiseach? What, what, what do people need right now? Right now they need support. Mm. Um, not only that, we, we need to look at the future like this is happening way too often. Yeah. And I think as as East Cork, as a community, we need to come together and make sure this doesn't happen. I understand that Mother Nature takes its course, mm. but I do believe this didn't have to go to the extent that it did. Yeah, I know. Well, I suppose it's something that we all have to, and this keeps coming up, and it's a theme of the morning, but we were, these these are events that we might have been used to seeing on TV happening in other countries far away, but if, what yesterday felt like something different, and I felt like an extreme weather event for Cork. Is that the way it felt for you? Absolutely. Yeah. It really did. Yeah. It really did. I, I, It's so sad. Mm. I went down this morning and there was lots of tears. Yeah. Um, but they're, they're getting there. Yeah, I know because like I was saying to, to Kevin from Sage, the restaurant there, the famous restaurant in Middleton, Middleton has, has come on leaps and bounds in recent years and it has an amazing, famous for its food culture and the farmer's market there, which, you know, mm-hmm. I think the first in Ireland and the biggest in Ireland and the best in Ireland as far as most people are concerned. There's a great community sense in Middleton and do, do you think, how long is it going to take, do you think, for the, for the town to, to bounce back? I'm hoping it's not going to take too long Um, I'm hoping just a couple of days but there's one thing I would say to everyone is this Christmas is more important than anything that we shop local and we support each other yeah that's a great point because you're right and in East Cork I mean people you can order stuff from Amazon fine great you know for stuff you can't get but the the amount especially for gifts at Easter so many great food producers down in in East Cork and and you can get beautiful and it's you know what the prices are good as well you know it's people sometimes think you know if it's a farm a farmer's market or if it's a farm shop or if it's a a good looking cafe or restaurant oh god they're going to be charged but I you know, I know from personal experience, you can get great produce, great food at good prices and they make fantastic gifts going up to Christmas as well. Absolutely. And it's like anything, you pay for what you get. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the Middleton is a great town. You can do everything. Yeah. You can do all your shopping, everything in Middleton. Yeah. Okay, well, listen. Th- 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 thanks very much for talking to us this morning, Laura, and, and also, I suppose, <laughs> thanks to you, thank you and your staff for helping people out last night. No problem. Thank you, too. Okay, cheers. Bye now. Bye. Now, one of the things that's come up a lot this morning, because people got trapped last night, and I know somebody I work with myself uh, had huge difficulties getting home to to East Cork. Um, A lot of people had to suddenly find hotel rooms to stay in. Um, And one of the things that emerged, unfortunately, is that prices in some hotels went up very suddenly, and people were kind of wondering what was going on. Ed is on the line. Ed, uh, what was your experience yesterday? Oh, yeah. So, much like everybody else, uh, Joe, yesterday, who was living in East Cork, I was kind of surprised by what was occurring out here and kind of seeing it online and everything else. 
and I was trapped at work in the city and we had nowhere to go. We couldn't get home uh, to Middleton. Uh, so we looked up hotels then to kind of, we said, we'll, we'll, we'll book into a hotel tonight. And, you know, we had a reasonable expectation that it might be pricey because it was last minute and everything else. Yeah. But what we had seen was there was a sudden spike in hotel room prices. And you're talking about for a standard room, you're talking about a double bed now with, with barely any facilities, anything else. And suddenly prices skyrocketed. We checked one particular place that was kind of nearer to home for us on the right side of the city. Yeah. Um, and still we could go kind of attend work the following day if we needed to, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and the price for a standard room there, um, it was €1,024 they're charging for the night. Whoa. And the following day, immediately after, was €145 for the same room. Whoa. Now, if you think about that, Joe, what was the isolating factor there yesterday that would cause an increase in prices in rooms to go up that high? You know? A thousand, um, a thousand euros for, for to stay in a hotel. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, you're not talking about there, was a, there wasn't a concert in the city, there wasn't a yeah. big event, but there was a big event, and it was a weather event. Yeah. People couldn't get home to East Cork, people couldn't get home to Middleton, and they had nowhere to go, so they had no choice but to pay the bones of a thousand euro for yeah. a place to stay. And now, I have to say as well, Joe, that while there are some hotels that did that, you had other hotels like the one in Middleton that created emergency beds for people to yeah. stay in last night. So it's not all hotels. Which, which hotel in Middleton is that? That was the Middleton Park. They set the, up emergency beds last night for it, families. Is that yeah. the, the the hotel with the swimming pool? Yes. Middleton. Yes. Yeah, they, yeah. That's you know what? That's a really, really, really well run hotel, and congr- and kudos to them for doing that. The Middleton Park yeah. Hotel. We might as well give credit where it's due. You know, and they yeah. set up. They 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 open their doors and they set up beds for people, and that's great. But unfortunately, now I think some of the hotels will say the problem is we have these automatic pricing algorithms and it, and if suddenly if a hundred people suddenly come onto the site and they're all trying to book a room the price goes up but it does sound really unfair that some hotels in Cork seem to be putting up their prices when people were really in need last night how did you feel about that? How I felt about it was like I was I, I there was a lot of things running through my mind right yeah. first of all I was in, in work uh, I couldn't get home and I was like will we stay in the car and then there were people offering us places to stay and stuff like that. And it's it's kind of like it's kind of humiliating when you have to rely on of course. you know other people. And you know we were talking about then would we take the risk and go westward toward my family home because there was also floods and the back roads and stuff like that. Yeah. And we were we were trying to figure out how we would get places, planning routes and stuff like that. Mm. It made me so angry because first of all, I was very angry that I was stuck in work and that uh, we could see that, that 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 conditions were getting worse and worse and we weren't kind of sent home. The other side of it was I was very angry with Met Aaron that there that the that the warning system wasn't stepped up, um, and there was so much there was so much playing into it. And then like I mean, we, first of all we managed to get to my sister's house in, in the west, which is about another from my house here. It's about fifty kilometers away, um, and uh, we got there and it was fine. We stayed there till about nine o'clock. We came back home then. We saw people like on the, on the side of the road, families yeah. on the side of the road, taking furniture and stuff out of their homes, trying to get flood water out of their homes, you know? Yeah. Um, and then you see you have, you have hotels then profiteering on the back of that, on the pain and misery and suffering of other people. You could talk about algorithms, right? But yeah. algorithms are changeable. Yeah. You can manually go in and you can change it. And that's not going to be the case okay. for all hotels. Okay, you know? Ed, I think that's something that's definitely going to have to be looked at. Thanks very much uh, for, for talking to us this morning. A very important point. Thank you. Yeah. Now, Thank you. we're going to talk to Pat Buckley, the Sinn Féin TD for Cork East. Uh, Pat, you're on the line with us, yes? 
Good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning. Pat, you, we heard earlier from, from an, another Cork TD that we might have to wait for the Cabinet to sit on Monday or Tuesday to find out about immediate help for people. You're raising this matter in the dog shortly, are you? I am, and I, I, look, I've said it, and it's not apologising to, to my constituents because I'm normally first out on the ground. Mm. But the reason I felt this is this is an absolute disaster. I'm mm. 54 years in Milton, never seen anything to happen so rapidly and so disastrous as this. Uh, I've been speaking to business people and homeowners. I know of businesses that will not open again. They've just, they're just fed up now, to be honest with you. But I need to get answers for the people before I go back to Middleton this evening. Yeah. I need to get a commitment from the government that there'll be packages in aid, aid put in there immediately. We need to work with our municipal district councils, our county councils, the emergency services. I've heard of the humanitarian aid but I suspect that's tied to um, home insurance. Yeah, it's, it's means tested here. as well. And it's capped well, at, at th- I think, 30,000 euros. So, I mean, what is 30,000 euros going to buy you these days nothing, when you're doing a house? You know? Nothing. And people yeah. are not going to qualify for the majority yeah. of those people that are affected because we got hit. Um, we're, we're after being hit four times already. Yeah. But this one is definitely the major one. I've never seen it so bad. I need to get some bit of a commitment. So I, at least when I go down there and I start talking to people that I can say, look, they've given a commitment to do X, Y, and Z. But, uh, as I said, I, I I have no words. I mean, Middleton Town itself probably hit the worst, but, I mean, you had Yall, Killa, yeah. the bridge, uh, Ladies Bridge Road. See, it's more than just homes and businesses. There's structural damage, there's roads damaged. Mm. Uh, you see the car turn up in the side below an inch. Yeah. It, 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 this, is, this is huge. This is absolutely huge, and we have to make a huge effort to put this raised as soon as possible. Is there a sense of urgency in Dublin about this? Because sometimes you wonder, you know, do they get it? I mean, know the Taoiseach is going to be in Middleton shortly, but yeah. is, do you, is there a sense of urgency in Dublin about what's happening in Cork? No, no, but I hope I hope after today yeah. that when the Taoiseach and Minister Donovan do arrive in Middleton and see the destruction that is done, you know, that something has to be done. You know, I've raised this back in 2017 mm. when uh, I think it was the Northern Relief Road was being done. There was a CFAM flood study. Yeah. I raised it with three separate ministers. At the time, it was going to cost around 25 grand to put in these embankments for deflecting the water. If those were in now, the roads from, we'll say, the first two estates uh, from Tearcluan mm. down to the railway station would not have happened. The volume of water on the other side of the railway gates, which is about 100 yards from my office, yeah. was has to go over a metre and a half before it breaks over the hill. I'll tell you the volume of water. And it was three feet above that yesterday and eight feet down the bottom of the town. Okay. Well, you know what? I think there's going to be a big reset now on how we treat flooding in Cork. And I think even the kind of the flood defences that we were talking about for the keys in the city centre, the, the tidal barrier may be re-examined now, the proposals for that, because this is something that, you know, this is not going to be another 100 years before this happens again, is it? No, it's going to and, and, and you know what? what? We have to be very careful of in the wording. You may, you may hear it over the next coming days. Yeah. Oh, this was maybe a, hundred, a one in a 100 year event. Yeah. You can have two one in 100 year events in a day. Yeah. That's how serious it is. But I mean, uh, uh, I know people are just heartbroken, yeah. devastated. They don't even have stock, some of the businesses, to restock the of shop course. even if they could yeah. open. 
Okay. So, I mean, I, I just need to have these answers before okay. I go back down to Middleton right. and East Cork. Pat, you're, you're going to be raising this in a Doyle shortly. The Taoiseach oh, yeah. is going to be in Middleton shortly. Thanks very much for talking to us this morning. No we, problem. There's going Thank to be a lot more about this. Thank you. Now, today's show was edited by Emer O'Hay, produced and researched by Fergal Barry. Thank you to Shane Buckley on the desk. I'm Joe O'Shea sitting in for PJ. We'll be back tomorrow morning from 9am. Stay safe. Thank you. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.